What's up, my my village? I am back. I am back. You keep you kept asking me when uh, Truth Serum was coming back. We were ra- waiting for the right place and the right time, and that time is now. And the place is Dash Radio. So make sure that you are listening. Um, and we are going to be talking about all the things you want to talk about and saying all the things you want to say but can't say because you'll lose your job at Bank of America. So um, I am back with uh, some of my fellow warriors. Juice Box, Juice Box Jesse is in the house. I need my new one, but I, that's that, what I'm going to That's your that new? Now. Okay. That's that. been working. People that do that uh, host uh, Saturday Night Live. So oh, do they? Do that. Yeah. Okay, there we go. All right. And Jessica Michelle Singleton is in the house. Hi. I don't have a cool... Oh, God, I just have like a smoker's hello. That's what it sounds I don't even smoke. I'm just like, hello, kids. Mommy's back. And Darren Nelly is in the house with us. What's good? What's good? So we are, listen, this is going to be a, a party. We chose happy hour for us for for a reason, and this is going to be a party. We're going to talk about some of the things that you want to talk about, some of the heavy things you want to talk about, but we're going to have a good time doing it. So um, I just got back from New York, and um, I am happy to be here. I literally just got back from New York. I came here straight from the airport because I was Oof. so excited about doing this. And um, I um, I want you to know that I'm currently streaming on HBO and Showtime, so make sure you check out those specials. Amazing. More to come. And um, let's get started with our celebrity. Um, Kim Kardashian <laughs> just released a new lingerie line. And um, not just black Twitter, but all Twitter had lots to say about it. Jessica, you had thoughts about this. I mean, it's, I guess it's a good move for her, but I just feel like... If I'm gonna buy something from Kim Kardashian to make me sexy, just make affordable butt implants I can just slide in. Because I'm not gonna buy her stuff and then put it on and look like her. Right. It's gonna look like a young, like a kid who's trying on their mom's clothes and is like, someone think I'm sexy. Would you buy it, um, Jesse? <laughs> Would you buy any? Because you you dabble in a lot. I'll of- dabble in a little bit of dress up and wardrobe. I just feel like Kim K don't resemble herself without a team. So right. me buying her dress is like me looking like her without Photoshop. Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I love her. She's really nice. And Kanye's even better, so. I was wondering what the price points was. Um, <laughs> Probably because a I, lot. Yeah, I believe that it's, you know, well, you know, she's promoting, it. she's promoting it on Instagram, so it has to be affordable to the Instagram followers. Yeah, I, I think that she'd want to, re- like, yeah, I think they want normal, average income people to buy it, or yeah. right? I mean, So America, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Just a bunch of basic girls in the Midwest are like, I have to get out of here. I'm the next Kim Kardashian. Yeah, I know. Well, listen, all, all I'll say about this is if you want to um, take a little trip to Mexico, just go down to the Santee Alley. Mm. They have the best waist trainers, and they are only 40 what? bucks. Mm-hmm. You can get two for 65 and oh they, they do just as much kidney damage as the ones that Kim does, has. Right? So, Those things are so bad I'm for I'm all you. about it. Um, you paying pay so you can get three for two. 
Yes. <laughs> Speak a little Spanish, you can negotiate all kind of shit. Yeah, you can talk them down. And they have yeah. stores that are all dedicated. They're not Kim Kardashian, but they are the, the same. It's the same stuff. It's the same thing. It's the same material, the tire material of a car. Well, you know, speaking about the Santiali, remember they had the big bus recently with the cosmetics? Oh, no, I didn't know. And they had feces inside. They had like fake uh, bare, bare minerals. They had fake like oh, cal- like all the kind of makeup. So you be careful about what you buy. It might have a boo-boo in it. Oh, okay. They tested it and it said As it long feces. as it makes me thin, who so, cares? Wash the waist, tra- waist trainer before you put it on. I'm I mean, I'm gay. A little boo-boo ain't nothing but a Saturday <laughs> night to me anyway. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Good morning, America. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Juice boxes in the house. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so there's been a lot of talk. Beyonce headlined Coachella two weekends in a row. Yes. The yellow weekend and the pink weekend. And I was there for all of it. I oh wasn't at Coachella. I was just present for the Beyonce edge. You're really famous now. You got <laughs> yeah. tickets to Coachella? Um, I didn't go to Coachella. I was no, she was just about, like there for I mean, her, you know, oh, expression. Oh, I'm sorry. Like I, I was like, like, like I was there for all of this, but I was at home going, I can't, I wish I could be there. Yeah. That's what happens when you're not 22. When you say I'm there for it, they actually literally think you're not there. You're literally it. there. <laughs> I'm 37, so. It's okay. Yeah, oh I, sorry. And you look every bit of 25. You look incredible. From the legs down. No, <laughs> stop it. But Beyonce uh, sparked a lot of, uh, not controversy, but a lot of talk. And she was amazing. She brought gospel music. She brought um, the black band experience. She brought the black Greek experience to Coachella. And they called it Beychella. They called it Bochella. Well, Cardi B called it Bochella because, you know, she's rocking for the bloods but <laughs> it was a very very uh eventful performance two hours of non-stop she had wow. this last weekend she had jay balban and you know i'm always gonna pump for my puerto ricans because yes. i'm so puerto rican but she had uh she just had destiny's child came back jay-z performed it was just it was just like a, a it was her own festival she just it was shut like it she down. just like shut everything down she just overshadowed everyone because she's a she's killer the queen she really is. She's in, I mean, she's amazing. She's inspiring. Everybody loves her. Yeah. How can you not? And I love that she mixes it up so much. Yeah, she was she was dope. But then this whole conversation came about that um, with the comparison that she's the greatest entertainer of all time. Mm. And then the Michael Jackson people came out and said, no, no, no. <laughs> and then the Prince people came out and said, no, no, no. And I wanted to know what you guys thought about that. They still have people? The <laughs> Who pays that? I thought he was both a bank. Uh, can I? Is that a too soon to say that? <laughs> no. They have a team still. Yeah, they have teams in the afterlife. In the afterlife. I gotta call CAA. Prince I told mean, you about the afterlife in, in his music. That's how you know they're really successful. I yeah. mean, Prince just—they just dropped that video of him doing. Um, what is yeah. that? Coke? Since you've been gone. <laughs> yeah. No, the Sinead O'Connor song that I didn't know he wrote, and I died. Yeah. I died. You know what I think though is. I don't know why people get caught up in having to compare. Maybe I'm yeah. corny and a hippie, but it's like, why does there have to be one the best? Just yeah. let them be great. You know what I mean? Nothing compares to you. Nothing compares to you, Prince. Well, I think that, I, I think you're onto something there. I think that um, this generation can have their Beyonce without yeah. she ha- without her having to be compared to Michael Jackson or Prince. Um, it, it was bad enough that Michael Jackson and Prince were always being compared to each other. Each other, yeah. But um, I just feel like Beyonce can just be great and bask in her greatness in this time 
And that, it doesn't have to touch Michael Jack- Jackson's legacy. Yeah, we don't always like, have to mm-hmm. erase the pr- people that came. Right? It's like, why does someone's greatness have to erase yours? Yeah. I really don't like that. It's like someone can be great and it doesn't have to take away from your shine. Maybe it's the verbiage. Maybe it's the greatest entertainer of her time. Right. I Not think all so. time. I agree. Because she's better than Tara Marie for sure, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I mean, is she not? <laughs> or how about Brooke Valentine? <laughs> I mean, these women have worked their ass off, but are they? they there's no Teresa. I don't even know what that is, but. I mean, Beyonce is just the best. Well, Rihanna would have something to say about that, wouldn't she? I mean, well, well I mean, Rihanna stream is the artist that has streamed the most in history, so that speaks to something. Because Beyonce may be the biggest entertainer that you want to see perform, but Beyonce's uh, Rihanna's music is the music that most people want to hear. And she'll be at Weed Fest too, 2019. Yeah. I'm a oh, I'm a Rihanna fan. Yeah, Rihanna. I love Rihanna. Me. That makes fa- that makes sense. That's like she's so great. I don't know. I just don't think someone's shine should have to take away from someone else's. She's transparent. That's called white privilege. That's Thank you. Why does anybody have to? Like Simon and Garfunkel, Peter Simon, whoever says that. White people don't do that. But people of color are always coming. Like Art Garfunkel, come on. (laughs) No, but white people don't. White people don't. You guys can have your greats and Bowie is not taking away from Jagger. It's not like something about people of color. It's all... You know, it all has to do with colonization. We are all still always. You know what's funny? You're right. Well, I had I, phone sex with a guy a couple of days ago, right? He asked me to rate his sex against the other black guys, and I was like, "Why do I have to rate you?" He wanted a number. Why? New York weird nigga shit. Can I say nigga on the radio? <laughs> but he was like, "Give me one to ten, like, because well, y'all know you fuck around because I like I love phone sex." So talk about how you compare. Oh and I was gosh. like, "I'm not gonna compare you to somebody." He's like, "I'm a black man. I want to know how good I did compare to somebody else." And I was like, "You guys both have album deals. Who gives a fuck?" I, yeah, I mean, and I think it's like human nature to want to <laughs> compare or. I think we have this thing where we we try to make our like a it's almost this team mindset of like be the best so you attach to the person you like and you're like this is my person this is my LeBron like this is my I'm a narcissist you know, Beyonce but do they do that with Joe Jonas and like Justin Bieber well no but that's because mm. those two suck oh. but I mean if you want to do like uh, Tim McGraw versus Garth Brooks I'm sure that's a conversation in a honky tonk in Oklahoma every night like mm. no one ever be as good as Garth and that's Fuck them true. both I love Billy Ray <laughs> oh Billy Ray. <laughs> What happened? Oh my goodness! Miley. The, the real greats. <laughs> he probably wants to stab his daughter at night. Oh God! She stole. She talk about She's stealing, stealing my shine. shine. She's paying the mortgage though. Fuck that. She stole his shine and his hairdo. Talk about child <laughs> like, support. <laughs> so um, this weekend was the funeral of First Lady Barbara Bush, mm. and um, it was a very very uh, interesting photo op that was circulating. <laughs> in the internet because it was like all the living presidents and except Melania Trump I I said presidents oh yeah I love you and then uh, and Melania was smiling and Mm. there was another picture that went viral with her sitting next to President Obama and smiling and it, it was just the observation was made by many people that in all of the pictures that you see her with her husband, you She's never see her smiling. Never smiling. And she looked so genuinely happy in those photos too. I never seen some some people be so happy at a funeral. You know, like, that was that was the like, weird thing. I was like, they're all really happy at this death celebration. But yeah, no, she's like it's the biggest smile I've ever seen. I didn't even know she was capable of smiling. I'm scared to speak. I'm almost <laughs> like I want to be appropriate, but I want to get home safe. So I'm like, I don't know what to say about the bushes right now in Texas. You know, it's funny. George Senior looked like, yes, now I can grab all the ass that I want without I'm getting in trouble. Because you know he has a tendency of grabbing people. Does ass. he have a tendency of grabbing people? Yeah, that was. I think he's sick now. I think he's like, in, I think they just hospitalized him. No, they're, not, they're 90s, yeah. right? He's it's gonna like, he's gonna die of a broken heart or whatever they say. 
73 years they were married. Some of y'all can't stay together for 73 days. Yeah, are you kidding me? I've never made it even a year. I'm like, that's impressive. I and you guys never got sex. caught trying to murder each other? You broke up during phone sex? Literally. You're just like, uh, it's just not working for me. And, and you hang issues. up. I don't yes. like your moans. Right. Your moans. They're, they're pathetic. Can we try our group chat? I need to expand <laughs> Can you do, my horizon. Can you do a yeah, group chat? Have you ever did like a group a three-way phone call. But it has to be in yeah. one accord because one guy wanted to bring him. Remember the story about his uncle? Yeah. And that was like, we're both not here for that. We're here <laughs> for each other, not the uncle unless I do in the basement when you were 12. Like, that fucks the whole... Yeah, so, you're really killing gotta, the vibe here. Gotta be careful Could with the group not? chats. Ugh. Group chats with the uncle is probably not gonna happen. Unless, My look, uncles will show up with a gun and kill the person I'm having phone sex with. <laughs> and so, I used to feel bad when I was little because I was like, damn, my uncles never molested me. Am I not high? Yeah, you're like, why am I not pretty enough? <laughs> Hey. I got some decent uncles. They do crack, but they do not do children. I love it. <laughs> you got to pick your poison. You know what I mean? Because I do crack and I don't do children either. <laughs> and that is the perfect way to wrap this segment up. When we come back, we're coming back with news and later our topic of the day. <laughs> hey, yo, we came to rock the venue. Then the swallow set roll shots. The Jaeger followed by 20 vodka rebels. My lip was probably yellow. Watch my body tremble like a pot of jello. We party hawkers, we don't want to settle. Holler dog if you got pop the pedo. All the skets know that my squad's got the arrow. All the shorties call me bello. Y'all steaming like a warming kettle. You're naughty, hot and horny, you're the devil. Your bitch grabs my bone, I'm like hotty hello. She tracks me back to a doggy kennel. They call me Donatello. Underground, you got the memo. I'm always below zero, you can't get on my level I'm what you call a rebel Do not resemble all you little twice Poppin' metal, what the hell your problemo You ain't hard to get no hell no Hardly fellow, your heart is frail Yo, I'm softer than marshmallow Don't diss me, perform a show Record a demo, don't bite me I'll chop your head before you let go Wake the fuck up kid, sip a strong Respetto, cause I'm building a future While you're tripping off your leg Let's go, let, let's Cause I'm building a future while you're tripping off your leg Let's go, let, let's go Cause I'm building a future while you're tripping, 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 tripping came to raise the roof up Make your boost up the base and rape your roof up Abuse the fucking play button and play some Buddha Get brutally wasted, awake the rooster Rooster Face the truth, cuz We're your favorite groups, favorite crew, cuz We smash more spots than adolescent face the root cause Fake producers, our neighbors make snake maneuvers Strange Medusa faces to seduce us The game is useless We stay killing crowds like crazy shooters We show the youth love, cause they salute us Entertain the fools like Sammy Davis Jr. Haters who us, lame losers, slip us the burr We make the crew cuss Type shit, dumb us down and break computers Until my play removes their fingers like the great Yakuza's I take the grills and make them fuba Call me trait remover, hang it to me Crap us upside down like the trader Judah Let's go, let, let's go Cause I'm building a future while you're tripping off your leg Let's go, let, let's go Cause I'm building a future while you're tripping, 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 tripping
shorty, it's your birthday. We gon' party like it's your birthday. We gon' sip a cardi like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give up, cause that's your birthday. You can find me in the club, bottle full of bug. Mama, I got what you need if you need to fill a bars. I'm in the 50. Let me tell you about 50 Cent. I'm, I'm ex- I, w- I flew to New York <laughs> last Tuesday and 50 was on my flight. And I was impressed because he was in business class. What? And I thought he chartered flights. So that made me respect 50 Cent even more. You think um, he's humble or he's like, not? he lost all his money? <laughs> no, I, I think he's just wise about spending his that money. That you don't need to be all like flashy and have a chartered flight and yeah. be ridiculous. I I really love that. Yeah, I was really was excited Was he dressed normal? What was he, he dressed on like? jeans and a t-shirt and he was with uh, two dudes and uh, someone with security. But yeah. he just looked like just regular, like, you know what I mean? And yeah. and, I, like I, and I met him before. I met him at the gym years ago at Gold's Gym. He was working out. and at I was Gold's like, Gym? In North Hollywood. And I was like, yo, this dude is like, you know, I, I just, I appreciate that, so... Big shout out to 50 Cent. Yeah. All around, I've heard he's a good dude. Yeah. From pretty seems much great. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. He no. seems pretty normal. He's mean as hell on social media, but I understand <laughs> that people have to do stuff like that, that. Yeah. I mean, there's people I know that are mean as hell on social media, and I'm like, you're not, that's not how you are. Yeah. They create a persona, but I think that he's, you know, every, when I met him, he was cool. He sat on the curb outside with me, and we talked mm. about a movie I wanted to make. So I was I was really, you know, it was impressive because everybody's always talking about, you know, I think about Bow Wow saying that he chartered that flight and mm-hmm. then somebody seeing him on a commercial flight and being embarrassed about that. But it's just like we're so caught up with trying to impress other people. The but, image. But the people we're trying to impress are the people who can't afford Yeah, it's like, who you know? cares? It's like exactly. you'd probably don't even take flights. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to talk a little bit about news. And uh, first and foremost, I want to talk about um, what happened in Tennessee with the shooter, the terrorist who uh, killed those four young people. Um, All of the people that were murdered were people of color. Um, And uh, Sean King has reported that many of the people that he spoke to when he was there uh, told him that this was motivated by race. And now the media is trying to spin it as the the shooter being mentally ill, saying that he was being stalked by Taylor Swift. Oh my gosh! Um, and um, and and for some reason, it it feels like the the wording, the verbiage about this whole situation has been very sensitive to what, the way that they refer to the shooter. Mm. Um, and um, and you know, they're the hero. They they talk about the hero, but they don't man- mention that he is a black man. And I think it's important to to mention that he's a black man and he's a black hero and he put his life on the line to save, you know, I don't know how, how many, many lives. I mean, he literally tackled that guy down and like got hit doing it. You know, what's funny is he said too. I read the article that uh, the guy I actually saw his, his his live interview that he didn't do it to be a hero. He did it out of strictly like self motivation, like to save instinct, his own life. like just to like, save his own life. Not yeah. thinking he was thinking about anybody else but himself. Yeah. So it wasn't like he said, I'm not a hero. I was just literally saving my own life and everybody else who was helping with, with me was saved too. But He's like, I didn't give up. I didn't care about any of you. That's kind of what he said but in a weird kind of way, but he saved people's lives as well. So Yeah, his name is James Shaw. Mm-hmm. He's at, at J underscore Shaw 9. You should follow him on Instagram. Be following a lot of other uh, foolishness. So follow somebody who actually made a He's difference. Cute too, right? Huge difference. Yeah, they're, they're like calling good, right? him the, the Black Panther. Oh, oh my gosh, that's cute. Sliding that DM real fast. <laughs> yeah, have a gun. You're already in there. You're like, hello. Right. <laughs> yeah, he actually just posted the names of the victims, which I'd like to make. Akila Da Silva, 
um, De Ebony Groves, Joe R. Perez, and Tarian S. Sanderlin. Um, 23, 21, 20, and 29, all young people oh, my heart. who were taken. Um, and then there are still four other victims who are uh, hospitalized. And um, and the, the great thing about this guy is that he took his 15 minutes, and, and I just say that um, lightly, he took his moment and raised money for the victims. Yeah, he's like, I have the spotlight. Let me help the families. Yeah, and, and then he put a post and he tagged Beyonce, Michael B. Jordan, Plies. Um, Plies! LeBron, <laughs> Kendrick Lamar, Ellen, Steve Harvey, he, uh, Drake, Viola Davis, Michelle Obama, uh. Barack Obama, Oprah, Kevin Hart. He's like, you guys, thank you for the love, uh, but listen, we these people's families have to bury these people. Like so. they're hurting. How can we help them? So there's a, your hero, and uh, mm. media spin is very, um, you know, every time a, a young black man gets murdered, um, there's always the demon is it the thug, the demonization, like what was he doing? And why was he there? Why why was he wearing a jacket? <laughs> yeah, why did he have a hoodie on? Yeah. So, Skittles. Mm, suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's very impressive that he's taken his moment to, you know. So I, I just want to give him a shout In out. In a positive way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I give him a shout out and and you know, just I hope that people are using their eyes to look at the things that are happening around them, specifically when it comes to guns, when it comes to race. These four people of color have been assassinated by a terrorist, and the president has yet to have spoken about them, and that really irritates me because if they would have been four white people that age, there would have been already... Press release at like 6 a.m. Yeah, he would have already tweeted. He would be just tweeting about the wall in Mexico from his toilet. Yeah. Ugh. Was this guy specifically targeting people of color? Is that what yeah. they've determined? That's okay, what I, I didn't see the follow-up article. Yeah, that's what Sean um, Sean King said, that the guy is, has been known to be affiliated with a white supremacist organization. That's right, like a white, he's part of a white ring, ring bleh, right-wing extremist group. Yeah, is. so, and, and I mean, he killed three African-American people and a Latin person, so, I mean, it, it seems that way. Maybe he was state of town. He was from what? Yukon. Oh. <laughs> Remember the group in Yukon, the the kids in Yukon, the fact yeah. that was saying we'll never have a nigger in ISAU. Yeah, oh my yeah, God. so maybe he's part of that class. Yeah, oh, that's fraternity. right. That- Are they white ring as well? Or that is fraternity. I'm curious. I don't know how that works. That's generational racism, and then mm. they apologize, but they got suspended. Indeed. Right? Yep. What's the name of the organization? Uh, I think it was uh, SAU or SAE. It's probably SAE. SAE. <laughs> Look at me stereotyping the oldest one, right? It was probably SAE. It's the oldest one. Yeah, no, because I remember that coming out and mm-hmm. being like, oh no, everyone's saying SAE is racist now. Like it's really gonna tarnish the reputation as date rapists. <laughs> <laughs> SAE always has uh, something gross some stigma. Yeah, no one's ever like, them. you know what's, and there are fraternities that people go, that's a real stand-up organization. Like there's another one called SIGAP that I feel like in some campuses get, they're like really wholesome boys, but I've never heard anyone go like, SAE, what a good group of young men. <laughs> I went to Black Ops, I'm like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, and you know what's funny though, but <laughs> I always funny. think about when those videos go viral, who goes rogue? You know what I mean? Because somebody was videotaping that mm-hmm. and released it. Yeah, somebody in the organization is like, yeah, this is not Screw right. Screw all of you. Somebody was passing as a, as a white person that was really light-skinned black. <laughs> They're like, I've had enough. <laughs> or brown-skinned Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I'm not. We I'm got him everywhere, mother. We got insurgents too, shit. Like, we thought you were Greek. It's <laughs> <laughs> just disgusting to watch and to see that um, what everything that was said, all of the that was written about it was that this is generational and that 
that they are known to be racist, and this is something that a tradition that's been carried on from their grandfathers to their fathers. And, you know, this is the stuff that we talk about when I go on with the Young Turks and when I talk about this stuff publicly is that people talk to people of color as if racism is a ghost and we're the only ones that can see it. It's like mm. Scooby-Doo. Like, like you're crazy. Yeah, the ghost that you're making up. And then when finally somebody sees it, like towards the end of the Scooby-Doo episode where Fred and, and Thelma finally see the ghost, it's like, oh, they weren't lying. Yeah. And the internet has just brought that to light that this has been going on forever. I mean, yeah. and now everybody is all of us is so woke. But even still with, with that evidence, people will still say, they're making it up. It's not there. I don't. I mean, mm -hmm. it took me a while, like, because I was, you know, white privilege. I was in a situation where I was like, well, that I had the mindset of like, well, I'm not racist, so what? And if you're not the victim of a racial incident, um, I think the good news is with social media, I think it's getting because some people just, I unfortunately have to come to that realization, like they've they're whatever ignorance is shutting them off to knowing what's actually going on in the world. I think social media, thankfully, is at least getting people to that point faster, hopefully. How does yeah. that happen? Because I always wonder for people, like how, like not for you per se, but just in general, how do people not know, like I know I'm not from a third world country, but I know poverty exists. I know yeah. hunger exists somewhere, starvation in, in Africa, and third, even in America. So I always want people to say, I didn't know that people were still racist. It's like, don't you see stuff? Don't you still? That doesn't seem right to me. I think that there are people who literally, and I don't think it's okay, but there's some people, I've met people out here who are like, I never even saw a minority till I moved out here. Yeah. And so it's just like out of sight, out of mind. And if there's no, if you don't have a friend who is telling you about it and you're like shut off to the news or you're in a household where they're only watching God knows what, like Fox news, whatever, whether you're getting this horrible spin, that's not the truth, but that's fed to you. You think like, this is how life is. In and, the last 20 years, I'm like, think like, maybe yeah, in like, the last 100, but like in the last 20 with, I mean, AOL voices it, was on in the 80s, right? Or 90s. Like, right. People, yeah. It does we seem weird now. <laughs> now yeah. it's almost like, are you like, is this just some sort of deep denial at this point? Like, how do you see everything going on in the media and go like, nope, just a weird coincidence. Well, I tell you, that's a perfect segue into mm. our next story because the people like Kanye West perpetuate that. Like Kanye West went on a rant on Twitter. Of course. And um, he went on record to say that he likes the way Candace Owens thinks. Now, Candace Owens is a known anti-Black Lives Matter. Uh, she's a black woman, but she's been on Infowars with Alex Jones. Oh, yeah. Who says that Sandy Hook was a lie. and Alex Jones uh, is crazy. Denies that those people's children were actually murdered. And uh, she's on Fox News. And um, her, her mentality is that black people... She is a speaker of respectability politics. She is a endorser of respectability politics. So she's someone who says, "You, you, uh, us black people have to pick ourselves up from the bootstraps." Mm. The but bootstraps thing. We yeah. need boots first, though, right? You gotta have boots, um, and that's what Martin Luther King said. He was like, well, <laughs> yeah. well, "Our boots don't have straps." Right. So it's very. Uh, I think it's very telling of where, where Kanye West's mentality is. I think it's interesting too that um, Kim Kardashian actually spoke out and said that black lives matter and then kanye is on twitter saying that he likes the way candace owens thinks and um it's gone viral and now all of the the right wingers are loving kanye west 
Oh my god. I just want to say free Yeezy. Yeah, I, I think he's in the sunken place. Because he sure. has that blonde hair in context and he's over 35 years old. Remember so. the blue oh, contacts? Yes, no. all of that. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. You he know what's funny? It's like people get famous because you listen to I'm a Kanye fan and student, not all the albums. And you listen to his journey when he was speaking about um visualization and it, it, he was providing tools for black people along with himself on how to get out of the struggle. And talking about all of the uh, the racism, institutionalized racism, racism that he talked about when he was trying to launch his Yeezys, and when he talked, when he did the Sway interview, he was talking about that. And all of a sudden, now he's engaging in respectability politics as well. So I I seem to fall under the belief that Kanye has a new album or project coming out for sure because he's just like all of a sudden fanning the fire and being like, yeah. here's an inflammatory thing, so you're thinking about me. Yeah. He just got on Twitter like two weeks ago. He just yeah. logged back on. He logged back on. And right? is he also just like trying to reach a new audience? Maybe he's just like, I don't know, my <laughs> album sales need to be better. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You know what I think? Also, Shania Twain made a statement saying oh. that if she could have vote, if she could have voted in America, she would have voted for Donald Trump. She's Canadian, so she can't vote here. And um, Twitter went crazy, erupted, left, left his Twitter went crazy. Of course. But what I think is uh, from a, being a stand-up comedian and watching what ha- watching what happens with Roseanne Barr, yeah. her show sparked so much outrage, but the viewership was so high because all of the Trump supporters supported her. I mean, 18 million viewers on the first week, and she's been consistently yeah. ki- uh, killing the ratings. Mm. I think that a lot of these people who are not doing that well or are trying to you know get, get something resurgence. going. They're mm-hmm. like, let's go get those Trump supporters because they'll follow anything. Well, and it's like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say that all country music fans are Trump supporters because I like country music. But like, if you look at album sales, still the most consistently high sales in albums are country music. And I think there's a lot to be said about just some diehard rednecks yeah. that are like, well, if you're going to say that you agree and believe in me, I'm going to support you to the yeah. end. <laughs> so what's their Twitter? I'm going to follow them motherfuckers and start tweeting some shit so I can get some views. Who, who, oh, you're going to audition at the network. At Country Bumpkin. <laughs> You just got to say... Um, just be like, Trump is not that bad. And people will be like, see? I love Donald Trump. And then they'll come for you and they'll say that you're you're the best. Like, look, this black woman, I stand with Candace Owens and Kanye West. Her name is Wendy Bellevue. <laughs> we need new ideas in the black community and we are not afraid anymore. Proud to be off of the progressive plantation. So when people say that they are anti-progressive, being progressive, it's like... Um, that's like, uh, what is it, contradicting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's like, don't. why wouldn't you want progress? What is her number one strategy? I'm just curious. Since she has, she's tired of it, what was her number one? I didn't watch her foolishness because when I see people like this, the, first she's of just all, trying to, she's like, it's trending. I can get <laughs> likes and yeah. retweets right now. She's got 17,000 followers. Mm. I think a lot of, um, when you think about black and brown people who are so excited about being proud Republicans and Democrats, it sounds really funny to me because I'm like, you you are so hard banging for a group that still has meetings about your your rights. Your you know? It's like, why are you buying into this team that doesn't give up? Like, oh. All of them. It's like a dog saying, I'm a member of PETA. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, when people get diehard behind either side, I'm like, this might as well be like you're a, a crazy Yankees fan. Like, what yeah. are you doing? And Absolutely. They're, but, they're, but worse because I'm like, these people don't care about you. No, you're and, just part of the agenda. Right, and at, when you get that into either side, uh, like you're not a free thinker anymore because there's this thing where people just become diehard Democrats, diehard Republicans, and then you just end up because the team is voting for this. So then all of a sudden you're like, I guess I support this too. I don't know. 
I'm a yeah. crazy anarchist. I'm like, kill but the you system. Know what? You got to be now. Like, because really everybody has an agenda and each agenda is set up to oppress everybody who's below. And it yeah. doesn't matter what side you're on. So you got to think for yourself. But I think about, I love the way these white people praise, are praising Kanye. Those are the same <sighs> people who hated Kanye when he said George Bush hates black people. Right. You know yeah, they're I mean? like, how right, dare exactly. you? Yeah. Exactly. And now they're like, Kanye West is amazing. Kanye West is right. Kanye West, of course, because he's supporting your agenda, which supports that he is less than. Yes. And that black people need to get their shit together, regardless of all the years of systemic oppression that is designed to keep them from moving forward. But OK, whatever. Yeah, there's just a lot to be said. Also, just about people thinking someone's a better person because they agree with you. It's like you yeah. can disagree with someone and still like love them and support their art. But I don't know. And that's the thing that Roseanne Barr said. Roseanne said. I hope that you watch my show and it sparks a conversation with someone that doesn't think like you and you can have an amicable conversation and an exchange and still lo loving exchange and still have a conversation about people. What did she know. say exactly? I didn't watch the show. So I'm, 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 I mean, she's, she's just a like, Trump supporter. She's on a it. lot oh, Trump okay. supporter on it. And then, I mean, I think that is important. I do think definitely and the internet kind of makes it seem like everyone is someone you can't get through to because you get these crazy people that right. are like, they're not listening, they're just shouting their views at you. Mm. And like, if you don't agree, you're wrong. But I believe in real life, like face-to-face -face interactions, there are people that like you can find common ground with and like maybe like learn from one another and understand someone else's struggle that maybe you don't understand and reading on the internet just feeds into your misunderstanding. Yeah, it's, it, and you know what? Her show is very well written. There's a lot of there are a lot of comedians in that writers room. I mean, they're killers. Yeah, Wanda Sykes, Norm Macdonald, mm. Morgan Murphy, Whitney Cummings. It's not like they're a bunch of Trump supporters in the writers room, but what no. they did is create a conversation that people can have because we haven't been able to have what we have our screaming matches. Yeah, when I think that's the weird thing about like the quote like progressive Democrats is like, so I'm just doing air quotes on a radio show, but is, I mean, some of the censorship in the like, don't say this, don't say that is stunting the conversation. And yeah. I'm like, you gotta have the conversation. Right. You can't be like shut down. Cause somebody used a word you don't like. It's like, okay, yeah, that's not okay. Like you don't want them to, let's not talk about trans bathrooms or whatever, mm -hmm. but it's like, no, you gotta talk about it. Like this person's never gonna understand you if you don't try to have a conversation. Yeah, I agree. Part of it feels like to me, we're talking, but we're also at the bottom. Right. And the ones at the top are the ones who are like, oh, yeah, they're having a conversation. Aww, okay, great. See me in 3,000 well, years. Look at the little people. Exactly. So I feel like sometimes it, it, we take responsibility and accountability, but it starts at the top. We can't change shit from here, can we, other than what? A hashtag? No, we can set shit on fire. Can we? we? Yeah. I mean, if, it if almost sounds like, like sometimes I feel like that's the only, because people go like social justice on the internet. And I'm like, yeah, cool. You retweeted something, but like nothing changed. No. I get real. This is why I don't get too deep into politics. I'm like, we got to burn down the establishment. No, it's get true. Get in a van. And I, and I mean, I say it figuratively, but you know, literally, like, if you pay attention to um, the the way you make it, you make a change is through dollars. And mm. if you really make... When you hit someone in the pocket. 100% whether they... Look at Starbucks right now. Yes. Starbucks right now has to shut down all their stores, thousands of stores in one day, because the internet... Fuck them up. And people are like, reality. I'm not going in there. And they really hit them yeah. in the pocket. Like it, It's been going on for a long time. This is, you know, um, 
one of the women that works at the Laugh Factory posted this thing on Facebook and saying, are we really going to, uh, you know, boycott Starbucks? This is an isolated incident. You know, they tried to do something. They apologized. I'm like, this a been- Starbucks fiend who's like, please yeah. don't close down. Exactly. <laughs> They've been apologizing to us for decades, but still been doing the same shit. I don't even go to Starbucks. I go to 7-Eleven. Yeah, me too. It's 99 cent coffee. the same it's fucking like too shit. too much, too yeah. much money. I mean, it's too much money. I go there all the time. It's an oh. elitist establishment that is associated with all the other things that people want to aspire to. You yeah, know? it's all, it's just like corporate, whatever. Five dollar coffee, I'm money good. To. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do. I mm-hmm. I, a, I go to yoga. I go to my Starbucks. It's my identity. You know, everybody's emulating the really? Kardashian, and it's true what you're saying. It's I'm the, a pumpkin spice human. We're down here. Yeah. Uh, well, my my thing was the uh, the white chocolate mocha. Dude, when they had the when they had a s'mores thing for a little while. Oh, that oh. s'mores joint was and oh. the the, uh, I was like, the I'm gonna creme get diabetes. Brulee. The creme Just, brulee one. All oh, that shit is plastic food anyway. I'm not eating it. Yeah. No, I stopped. Yeah, now I'm healthy, but. The shit is like I miss it. crack though. It's addictive. It's addictive. They put it? something. Yes, they put something in that coffee that's addictive. Poverty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other thing too. Is like if you keep the everyone at the bottom arguing over the little stuff. Yep. You keep them at the bottom. Keep you keep them distracted. Keep the oh, give them a little thing to be mad about. Yeah. And and, and that's the thing that I'm saying. Like you guys are uh, mad at Kanye West. Why do you even give a shit what Kanye West thinks? Kanye West is in a different tax bracket. He doesn't he care is, about you. He's tweeting. He tweeted, "I love my Tesla. It's good for the environment." And I'm like, yeah, say that to the motherfucker that works at a towel mill in Montana and has to put 13 hours just to put some fucking TV dinners on the table for their kids. They don't give a shit about a Tesla. They can't afford it. Yeah, so it's like, somebody that's in great. Chicago as well that where he's from the South yeah. Side that work and products Absolutely. that were torn down, disenfranchised housing. Come on now, Kanye. Like, hey, that's fucking, ain't that many pills in the world to take. Wow, yeah. it's so great. Yeah, it's like it's great that you can afford to be a human that cares about the environment. Absolutely. And that's the thing, the elitist thing. And that's the stuff that I, you know, as a comedian, like I, I don't want to be a part of that culture because no. I really feel like I'll lose my my edge and my voice as a comic. I want to be able to talk about all these motherfuckers and not feel like I am betraying my clique. Yeah, I get so worried about it. With them. That's why I stay away from them. Watch out, oh. Monique. Watch out. Ah. <laughs> hey, Monique, you know I love you, but I'm saying. I love Monique. Oh and I think Monique should get uh, all the money in the world. She should. She's yeah. coming here first. Talk yeah. to us. Yeah, but you know what? I uh, and I'm never gonna hate on another woman of color publicly. So I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> publicly, close the door. No, no, Let no, me you tell you about I mean, a, you don't you don't shit this on woman family. from high school. You just don't shit on family in front of the company. the public. Huh? Yeah, the public. You just yeah. Well, no, you have, it's like you have to lift people up. You know what I mean? It's gonna. I don't know. I agree. So I wanted to talk about uh, quickly on mm. Kim. Zochak Beerman is that her name? I don't watch those housewives. Me neither. I did like I when when you told me the story. I tried to do a little. I mean, the she's only on the episode of Atlanta. reunion. Yeah, she's the one white woman, right? Yeah, she sets up. She waited until the last five minutes of of the show, right? Because uh, I guess that was the last At the end episode. of the reunion oh, the show. Yeah. yeah, to a lot, just get all her racism out in five minutes. She's like, "We're over. Here it is. <laughs> just spit it all what out." And say? it was that racism doesn't exist, or like that. something like to that degree. I can't quote, quote her because I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I was on the airplane when they sent me the story, but it was something to the effect that that racism is like a, it's, it's a thing of the past. How convenient oh, for her. Oh, I didn't, okay, I didn't but see the that. That's crazy. was that Cherie didn't say anything. Is Cherie her friend? Cherie is on the show. She's a black woman and she's a friend. And so everybody was saying that she should have said something. Check so your friend. What I think, what I'm asking you guys is should she have checked Kim? Well, I'm going to say this. I like Cherie too. That she has a chateau to pay for. 
<laughs> so she should be very careful. It took 10 years to build, trust. And I'm sure it's not paid off. So I get you a little bit, you know, quiet about. I mean, she has a, it's a chateau. It's expensive. I mean. <laughs> I mean, what, you don't think so? The people I hang out with. <laughs> Racism does not exist. And she's like, I have a chateau. <laughs> Can you have the Tesla? What the fuck? Not today. Today. I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's also just confusing in, I mean, going back to the trying to have a conversation with someone who's like, maybe you're not a bad person and you're just so ignorant. It's like, yeah. uh, if, if this, if Kim is like so ignorant, she really doesn't understand like racism is coming at her like live on TV and being like, like, screw you, whatever, like from a hateful place. Like great for ratings, but are you gonna get through to her, or is she just gonna shut down and then not? And not that she doesn't deserve to be attacked, but it's like, is there a better way you can address her as her friend and go, hey, as your friend, a person of color, I need you to know that this is a struggle I deal with. Right, but they they wanted her to do it on camera. But it's Housewives, and it's like, no, rip the wig off. Right, <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing? Step to her. But yeah, no, for sure, like. There's such a weird thing. What did she do? What was her response at all? There's nothing or just nothing, and that's why Black Twitter was on her today. And she only had five minutes, right? The show was almost over. Yeah, but she she got canceled. She got no. You know how she got removed. I got it. I'm always. I have to explain to him what with the young people when they cancel you. That means she's like done. We're done with you. Sheree. When was she? Black Twitter cancels you. That means they're done with you. When was she on Black Twitter? Well, I didn't know she was house, on the show. She was a housewife. Oh, again. Okay. So she, I thought she left for a while and then she came back. And yeah. then, I think she did. And she, then she was on the reunion. Up. I can't keep up either. I don't know. I've never seen an episode of the show. So I feel like I'm cheating talking about it. I've this. only seen like one because my roommate watched it. And it was literally yeah. NeNe Leakes yelling at Kim. And, and, being, and she's like, close your legs to married man wigs. She just kept calling her a wig. She's a white woman who wears wigs. And I was, I was like, <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> I don't. But white girls wear wigs. I think everybody wears wigs now, right? I would yeah. love to wear. Like if yeah. I had the energy, I would just cut my hair and wear different wigs every day. No, put it in. Put it in a little cap. Uh, they do. I, know, I just have time. such thick yeah. hair and I'm lazy. Yeah, maybe I just do need a wig, wig cap. I need help. I need. And there you heard it. Let's just just be clear. First of all, I think Cherie should have said something. I think Cherie should have taken the opportunity to speak up for her people in Absolutely. that moment. And it didn't have to be antagonistic. It didn't have to be hateful. It could have just been a teachable moment. Yeah, it's like, and you're also sticking up for yourself by saying something. Absolutely. And a good friend. I'm like so sick of these women who like, if you, they think you're an enemy, if you try to give them constructive criticism, yeah. like screw you, no, you're not my friend. If you're gonna let me sit there and do something stupid and then not call me out, like no, be a good friend and be like, whoa, you need to chill. Like you're yeah. you're coming from a bad place. So Jessica, she this is a call to action to all her black friends. <laughs> Everybody hmm. attacks me Stop on the internet. <laughs> letting her slide. Yeah. Let her know when she is come for me doing her racism. <laughs> and no colloquialisms either. Then you can't say come for me anymore either. <laughs> what about you? Do you think are your straight friends supposed to correct your behavior when you're out of line as a Acting gay person? Acting a little person? too gay, grabbing like, You're being a little too gay. <laughs> no, don't well, do that. Yes. I mean, you know, I I, I get that because today I'm wearing these shorts. And my my buddy was like, dude, I'm like, I have an audition. They want to see my legs, so I put them on. No, yeah. do it. Take up but space. Own I mean, your I don't. I'm a 37. I feel like I don't, I'm not living for anybody anymore. I live in a state that has no state tax, so fuck everybody. Absolutely. Um, you look good in those thank shorts. You, thank you. Yeah, it's also like. 
No one should tell you to hide those legs. Are you if kidding? If you look bad in those shorts, I would have been like, yo gay ass don't need to have yeah, pants tell on. Me, yeah, tell me to cover my legs when they're like pale and like have cellulite. Like be like, stop. Uh, don't. Like mine. That's why they're in these jeans. No, because then they would say that, you're, um, that you have you're fat, like body you're fat shaming. shaming somebody. No. Exactly. Yeah, so I mean, whatever. Tell me to stop being body positive when I need to stop being. It's like, okay, enough. Your body looks like it's melting. Stop it. <laughs> I'm tired of all the terms. I'm me tired too. of body shaming. And I'm tired, I'm tired of, of LGBT. Yeah. Uh, no, letters. it's LGBT. LGBTQIA now. Girl, shut up. Yeah, Quit LGBT shame shaming me. Intersex and what's a asexual? That's just asexual? nasty. Asexual? You mean yeah. you you mean like nobody wants to have sex with you? Okay. They don't think they are. Sex. I'm just kidding. Don't come for me, asexuals. I they don't assemble. They shouldn't be classified. If you're an asexual, then you shouldn't have no letter because you don't want shit. Well, it's so like you're not. Would... You don't want to assemble. You're like I don't yeah, know. Yeah, bitch. Because the only people who are like assembling over things, it's like there's some sort of hot horniness in every group that's like angry. Yeah. <laughs> asexuals are like we're not gonna march. We don't care. Let me sit on and watch my shows and pet my cat. You know what I think? I think that everybody <laughs> who protests in every group. They're the people who aren't getting fucked. Yeah, well, it's like, I mean, yeah. I'm so, there's I a lot protest. to be said about, like, when you're getting fucked regularly, like, I, it's like, if a guy's fucking me good, like, I'm not going to get that angry. Like, yeah. I'm a feminist, and I'm like, yeah, and like, don't do that, but I'm not marching unless it's been a couple months. Well, and I'm like, let me tell you something walk. about... Yeah, you that's, can't walk either. If you can fuck it, you're not marching nowhere. It's too many fucking blocks. Yeah. Yeah. my booty hole. Oh, I'm out of here. like, no, my, my lips are out to the wind. Block. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? If somebody um, actually came for me on Facebook... They were asking me, you're you always talking about um, all this activism. I don't see you marching. I don't mm. see you. I, I don't march. But what I do is I march. Well, you have flat souls too, right? Yeah. Well, it's like I also like. Good, I ain't about to mess up my yays. I know. sign the petitions. I do the like, I'll like show up. I'll give money to the organization. Yeah. But sometimes with marches, I've been to a few like marches and then it's just for Instagram yeah, so no. many people are doing it for the gram it's just like I don't listen I march into the hood with some financial advisors and I do workshops for single mothers yes. who don't know how to get out of the hole with financial advisors to teach them so because I know that the way to shift this is through financial empowerment yes like economic oppression that we have to get sound like Trina in the 80s talking selling pussy so yeah well <laughs> Hey, you got you got to sell it. Brown. Don't give it away. Well, it's just so like, much more for less, girl. You better sell that pussy. I mean, amen. Watch the feminists come from. Right. right. When it's just like, I mean, sometimes it's like, well, where are we marching to? At the end of this march, is there someone you're going to lift up off the ground and help? Like, uh uh-uh. Why girls? Why people can't talk about marching? That's unfair. Well, yeah, that's not. That's that's see. That's white privilege. We, we I, have, I have to stop you there and cut. What do you, what'd you say? I got to do. I got to. Um, well, I'm sorry. Check me. Check what, me. Yeah. What you say? Well, see. There you go. Get close. Well, I'm co- I'm coming also from like the mainly from the the yeah. the woman march, which is not fair either. But it's like. All these white feminists like in their pussy hats and it's like, we did it. We marched and it's like, yeah, but what did you... The, what did the ERA um, and there are people who are there for like good reasons and they can articulate it but there's the a lot ER, of did the equal rights amendment get passed yeah but it's like yeah did you change anything <laughs> like did you march up to the White House and say something to you Donald Trump did, they did do something the lady who made mm. I mean some people do hats made a lot of money yeah it's like <laughs> where'd you woman? where'd you put that money oh, in your pocket. Dickhead. Yeah, did you help another yeah. woman with that, all that money you made sewing vaginas to your head? Yeah, she made a lot of money. Wow. I hope she donated some of it. So if she did, I'm sorry. Let's look it up and see what she gave. I would like to know. Look it up. I mean, look it what's up. her name? Pussy hat maker? Or? Pussy hat <laughs> McGee. They, Pussy call hat them, McGee. they did call them pussy hats, though. They did call them pussy hats. Well, and it is there something to be like, I get that it's like fun and unifying, but I also do that I'm like, man, 
how are we going to be taken seriously in these hats? <laughs> hey, respect me. And it's like, pay me the same. It's like, there's a vagina on your head. Like if a man showed up to my office and had a dick on his head, I'd be like, get out. I don't have an office, but that's because I'm a woman and I'm impressed. I would say, come in. <laughs> just leave the hat. <laughs> I don't need you. I just need the hat. <laughs> be gone, sir. Oh man. So names. first of all, let's remind people where they get can find up. you. <laughs> At JMS Comedy, everyone's going to come for me like, shut up, bitch. It's okay. I like when they come for me. (laughs) Me too. It's it's just my someone's finally coming for me. Oh, Oh, my God. Say that again. You you like it when they come for you? Especially when they pay first. (laughs) So much easier to talk to my pastor after he's paid his tithes. Uh, I love when they use their tithes money for you. Ma'am. What's your social media handle? Of course. At JuiceBoxJesse, spelled like it sounds and it smells. I love when you yeah, came. I remember when you came up with that handle. Yeah, you're right. It's my handle. <laughs> and you can find me at Funny AIDA. And this is hashtag Truth Serum. We're going to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to get into our topic of the day. Saint both and you stay broke, but they won't shut up and yield. They're suffering for something that's real, getting shot on the field, shouting the names of lives that the government's killed. They fighting with picket signs while you shoving with shields. You, you circle around, searching turbulent crowd. You're but loud to murder a child, smirking the smile, pow. 
Tell me till I'm purple and brown Turn that shit round like the outcome of the Ferguson trial Now, pardon me man, are you part of the clan? How many bodies you slam? How many men if you wanted to hang? God damn, you break the law cause you can You got permission cause the system's in the palm of your hand White shadow guys, Mars Hype behind bad, just splatter guys, blood The youth fights for that rice, but can't fight sons You just sit and watch them all scatter like bugs There they go Everybody run, run, run There they go Everybody scatter, scatter There they go Everybody run, run, run There they go, there they go, there they go Your whole gang stays front and slays youngest for sports Spray slugs at a young boy's thoughts handcuffing the corpse for monsters Now bother to face judges and court The more you kill, the more you gain love and support is appalling Stealing people's lives and blood is pouring The poor got a reason to rise, get their bodies falling Officer, put down your gun and forfeit Say fuck the force before you end up bucking your own brother for don't blame the martyr, I play with karma I pray to God your baby daughter Gets caught up in some crazy drama And has to face your partners Who raised the llama, aim revolvers at her face And start to spray shit on her Pop, 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 right in your daughter's head She pouring red legs, shaking on the corner dead And when they take this to court Will you support the feds or get revenge And face your friends from the force instead White shadow guys, marks Hype behind bad, just splatter guys' blood The youth fights for that rice, but can't fight sons You just sit and watch them all scatter like bugs There they go Everybody run, run, run There they go Everybody scatter, scatter There they go Everybody run, run, run There they go, there they go, there they go My ass out, I kicked the ass, we back friends like Puffy and Steve Stout. Cut the grass around my clip so I can see these snakes. You see them back in the hood, it's cause I see they fake. I preach a sermon about the paper like I'm Cleflo Dollar. I pop you punk niggas like I pop my collar. I'm confused, I like Megan, Monica, and Maya. Missy's freaky and Brandy shot up. Now take a look at how my lifestyle changed up. I'm on now, goddammit, I done came up. Now you can find me with the finest hoes. Choosing which whip to drive by what match my clothes. I got a fetish for the stones. I'm heavy on the ice, man. If I ain't got a pistol on me, sure I got a knife, fam. Get out of line and I'm lighting your ass up. Send me all the banners spray, I'll tighten your ass up. Well, every hoe we go through. All the gangsters around know my whole crew. We hold it down like we're supposed to. Nigga, you can find it. Yeah. 
down like we supposed to. Uh, nigga, you can front if you want. We be popping them things. Yes. Every hoe we go through. All the gangsters around know my whole crew. Nigga, nigga, we hold it down like we supposed to. Uh, uh, nigga, you can front if you want. We be popping them things. Look at the look at the news. We on the front page. Yeah, we in the Bahamas with AKs on the stage. The ice and the Jacob watch and make a broke nigga take something. So I gotta keep the full fifth with no safety button. G-Unit getting money. I know some artists are starving, but play the game like they rich to me. This shit funny. I know you see me coming, cause on the front of the Maybach, they say payback for those that hate it on me. I hate when niggas claim they banging the gang. You ain't a crip like Snoop. You ain't a blood like gang. See, I've been having beef. I got my own bulletproof vest. Most of my enemies dead. I got about two left. Until my last breath, I'm sending niggas bullet holes. Innocent bystanders get hit trying to be heroes. You know how we roll everywhere that we go. It's four foes, calicos, and desert ego. That's a really dope mix. Very dope mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I just heard you just sent me a text about this rapper called Chinese Man Run Run Run. And Chinese Man 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 Run 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 is talking about some real conscious shit. The name is Chinese Man. The song is Run Run. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that's <laughs> a, that's I was a like, real that dope. Is, I thought I had a long name. I was like, that's a dope. Uh, I was going to lie and say Commitment. that's a dope name. But Chinese Man. And it just sounds so uh, racially insensitive. Chinese Man, run, run, run. Like, that's that's, I was like, okay. what? I was like, dang, that's a commitment. And he was talking about <laughs> such like great stuff. Well, 
Uh, before <laughs> we go any further, as in any relationship, we have to get to know each other better. Mm. And um, I want you guys to get to know Jessica and Jesse. So we're going to talk about you guys. And so I'm going to start with you, Jessica. Oh, Let's talk man. about what you got going on. What's been going on since the last time I saw you? And Oh, man. You know? I mean... Just uh, just doing a lot of stand up. I'm a and uh, I'm working on a one woman show for Edinburgh. So all my time's going into this show, um, and it's I'm it's a it's not regular stand up. I'm doing a concept one woman show, so I'm really excited about it because I'm passionate, but I'm also terribly nervous because if it flops, it's like something I care about. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's called Codependent Arising. If anyone's in Scotland, come see me this summer. <laughs> Oh, nice. And you've been, you were just in New York. I was just in New York. I saw you there. I was there for a couple months. God, I love New York. Me too. I want to like go back and forth all the time now. Yeah. That's my plan. I want to be like you. I see you're always on both coasts. I can't. Yeah, even. I go back and forth every month. Yeah, I think that's where I'm headed right now is both coasts. And then lying to myself about being like, and I'm going to find love, even though I don't stay anywhere. Oh. You know, <laughs> so the dream but so you got to go up there you go, you actually got um to go up at some really really great places great clubs yeah like the i uh, the stand was really great to me patrick like immediately gave me spots and um and, i mean like all like a bunch of comics i know that are in there were very nice and just recommended me and i want to be able to get in at all the other clubs there cuz i just love all the stand up but it was so great and i just feel like New York, I don't I don't know if you feel the same way if there's a difference in the crowds, but I feel like New York really appreciates jokes. Yes. Like you can just come in and hit them hard. And LA, sometimes I feel like they're like, tell me a story about when you saw someone famous. Or why aren't you famous? Um, and maybe that's in my head. I still do well here, but something about New York crowds and energies. And I don't know if maybe it's just some the rooms are set up better for stand up, but those low ceilings and those tight rooms. Yes. Uh, and they're not as sensitive. No, you can say anything. That's here sometimes, and I don't know if I'm worried about the audience or if what I'm worried about is like some comic in the back of the room who is like a loud on Facebook and thinks everyone's out to get them or something. But I get too worried about offending someone sometimes and it stunts my material. Yeah, Because it's like sometimes I, I work out a lot of my stuff on stage. I don't know about you, but sometimes yeah, I have to I talk it out. Sometimes I have to cross the line to figure out what I'm trying to say yeah. and then reel it back in. But if you're worried about like, if, if one person hears this sentence and takes it out of context and they're like, she hates other women or right. something, right. then you get like, I don't know, I guess I'll just talk about the traffic. I love watching you on stage, though. I think you're a really good comedian. Uh, I think you, you have a very sharp point of view and your story is compelling. It's funny. It's dark. It's it's deep, and I think you're fearless on stage. You're always on my list of comedians that I, I recommend to people. If I if I had my druthers and I could do a tour with all women, you would definitely be on it. Oh, I my think, gosh. And I'm going on record saying this. I wouldn't do that with a lot of people because then they'd hold me accountable. Because then they hold you accountable, and you're like, I didn't mean it. <laughs> like, damn, I told this bitch like, again. This bitch ain't funny. Like, I didn't even know you did so, stand up for real. Well, that means so much because, like, your stuff is so inspiring, and I love how honest you are because it's that's something I always aspired on stage is, like, let me tell my story. Let me yeah. let me be a hundred percent vulnerable and like how can I just come here and be like look here's my story here's my flaws let's talk about it we've all got them yeah your album was uh, your album did really well yeah on it went to iTunes. number one on iTunes and it got it was considered like nominated to be nominated for the best comedy album Grammy but that was good though that's a good that's I a mean, good place it was, I was I was very surprised because you you know you put something out and you're like I hope it goes okay and yeah. then it does well and you're like oh my god someone yeah. likes me 
So if you want to hear Jessica's comedy, you can you can still get her album on album. iTunes. It's like iTunes. You can get it uh, anywhere you buy albums. Stream it's on uh, Spotify. Title. Eh, what's up? Uh, oh, nice. It makes me feel cool. Um, it's called Please Don't Leave Me. Yeah. That's the story of my I life. I bought it. I know. Oh, I love you. <laughs> I buy the albums of the people who I think are funny. Same and- too. But I have them in my, I don't know if you have this in my iTunes. I'll put it on shuffle sometimes to listen to music. And then all of a sudden just a random track yeah. is like, I'm divorced. And it's like, oh, you kind of killed my vibe. I uh, know with me is I hate my daughter. And people, I was just listening to Kendrick Lamar and now this bitch is talking about how she hates children, especially her own. Um, I, and people, you know, I actually I pissed somebody off. We'll talk about that later when we get into our topic. But let them know Where what they you got see. coming up. All right, I'll be at Blue Room Comedy Club in Springfield, Missouri. That should be interesting. Uh, the weekend of Cinco de Mayo, the fourth and fifth, and then I'll be in Bloomington, Indiana, the first weekend of June for Limestone Comedy Festival. Nice. And then um, if you're traveling in Europe this summer, come see me at the Edinburgh nice. Fringe Fest. Doing my, I'm releasing my poster soon, and I'm. Um, basically naked in it oh good and i'm very scared because it's not it's not like a hot i mean my face and my hair look great but my body's very it's like oh that's brave <laughs> oh no um, amy schumer did that remember she did the picture i know with her? and i'm like i don't i'm not i'm not ready to be brave oh girl please you already are brave i've seen you on stage and you go hard in the paint ah, thank Stop you me. Jessica Michelle Singleton. I don't know why I keep doing this. Get to know (laughs) her. And I'm going to tag her on this video so that you know. But listen to the show. Listen to the show. It's going to air tomorrow from 5 to 7. And you will see um, that Truth Serum is alive. All right, let's talk to Jesse now. Oh, no. (laughs) He ain't never ready. I was trying to tag everybody in the video. I've gone gone out with him. Uh, We Well, we Jesse is my... Jesse's been my... I don't even know what the word is because people be with that fake ride or die shit. He's been my true serum and, and on occasion, and we have had a very interesting relationship because it's like a relative. Like the people who will say, "We'll tell you that shit is ugly. Take that shit off." Yeah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it like that. Well, thank God I'm sober two years. So yeah, but back when you weren't sober, <laughs> been, the meth could have been talking a you lot. Were, more you put my eyelashes on one time. You like, bitch, you really going somewhere without any eyelashes on? Ooh. I said that. Yeah, and you put the eyelashes on me, and you were like, I need you to get your shit together. I put lashes on you, like physical lashes? Yeah. I must have been high as shit. Yeah, you did. And then we went to a I party. I can't do lashes now. I'm like, I must have been high as fuck. Yeah, you don't remember putting my eyelashes on in Vegas? Not the pipe, boo You know what's funny? He went to a, a, we went to Vegas, he went with me, and then he decided to stay. Yeah, meth, it does that shit to you. <laughs> that happens when you get high. You're like, I'm thinking I'm going to move to the Mirage. I'm a free spirit now. <laughs> <laughs> And you moved to Vegas and reinvented yourself. Yeah, I got some money. You did go. Yeah. What did yeah. you do when you moved to Vegas? Sold pussy for a little bit, then I sold other people's pussies. And I, <laughs> you did tell I'm other kidding. People's... No, I'm kidding. Oh. Uh, what did I do? Actually, I worked for a regular company. I got a regular job. I left Hollywood and I decided to become just a regular person, if that makes sense. And I got a job and got stable income. Right. So getting stability financially was something that changed my life creatively because it allowed me to pay my bills. And eat on a regular basis. And then, you know. <laughs> and you got your peace back. I got my peace. Not my peace in my pipe, but my peace in my soul. <laughs> it's a huge difference because the peace in the pipe was fucking me all up. But, yeah. No, I actually, I, and I, I laugh about it, but I struggled with methamphetamines and alcohol for quite a long time. Methamphetamines, two years. Alcohol, undergrad, all the way from high, even high school, 10, 12 years. And so being in a place where I could pay my bills and just have that. Uh, just that peace, honest, like you said, that peace allowed me just to make choices better and decide my life, my career, what's happening next. And so, yeah, moving forward, um, 
But now I work for a fragrance company, which is crap. Another real job in corporate America. I'm a regional manager for companies that's in Lumendales, and I'm doing that. Then I'm just booked a pilot for Netflix that we nice. shot. Yes. And, and shot a movie for Hallmark for Christmas. I played a woman in both. So that was interesting. And um, yeah, I'm just working. I have a, I have a regular life now. You know, the people that have regular lives don't shoot movies for Netflix. Yeah, what? <laughs> um, to me, it, it is because it's, it's stability. I, I I spent the most beginning of my career in LA, 2005, when I moved from AM going to school. I just I I moved here and I was just struggling. I mean, we and that's to be real. We talk about the yeah. other things and, and and women's rights and and rights, but a lot of times people use you as a means to an end when they know that you need shit. Right. I mean, even dinner. It's like, who yeah. can I call for dinner on Tuesday because I have no money until Wednesday at five. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I I got a chance to be free and to own my own mm-hmm. self again, which is great. I think as an as an artist now, when I think and when I see things, it's like I can do what I want. Like I was I'm still dressed like a little bit of a hoe, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. I bought this shit myself. Well, I remember being broke with you because after last comic standing and people thought, oh, she's she's touring. She's making all this money. And mm-hmm. I, I really was broke. And you bought me food with your EBT card. That you part was like, right you there. Was like, you were like, I didn't even know you could buy fast food. And you were like, bitch, we can yeah. go get some burgers. Jack in the Box, Subway, <laughs> El Pollo Loco, Pizza Hut. Oh, I remember those days. Yeah, I never forget. I never for- Listen, yeah. I never forget anything that anybody does for me. You I had to eat list. shit. Fuck it. Don't yeah. you just keep it real. It ain't that deep. You had to eat. I had a card. Yeah, but Fuck I got to eat, but a lot of people wouldn't care. They'd be like, that's not my problem. That's her problem. And so even people that I knew, I remember a girlfriend of mine who's not my friend anymore. I stopped being her friend. She mm. was super religious and and she was staying in my house and she wasn't helping me with my bills. I had my kids, no money, struggling mm. to pay all my bills. And one of my friends said to her, don't you think you should be helping her? You're staying in her house for free. And she said, I think God wants her to be here right now. And I'm not supposed <laughs> to step in the way of God's plan. Which God what? was this? This struggle. Um, I won't say her name. But, but I'm not saying which God was this. Who oh, is yeah, your yeah. God? Yeah. It seems yeah. like he didn't tell me that in my prayer request. Gotcha. <laughs> I stopped being friends with her. So you moved to Vegas. You reinvented yourself. Mm-hmm. You created a way. You were dabbling in other things. So I remember mm-hmm. you had this music group with these women. And you named <laughs> them did. after your dog. That's what I was high to, though. <laughs> that was called Seven Sins. They were going to take over the world. Uh-huh. Yeah. You were high. You know what's funny? Oh, yeah. I was high shit when I made that group up. Jesse is I one of these concepts everything. people. Uh-huh. He has, we would sit down and have development meetings at my house and just come up with ideas for TV shows. And he is so sharp at that. He can always come up with these great concepts. He and my daughter shot a reality show in my living room. We did. Oh my God, amazing. It was so funny I was too. High too you were high. That's so Probably funny. So. But that's what I was gonna say, that he's so <laughs> persuasive. He's so, he's so able to convince people to do shit that in the middle of his addiction, he signed a group. <laughs> If he did a reality show, he was having development meetings. With Caesar Entertainment, <laughs> Directive Entertainment. And people were following him. That's yeah, amazing. I had seven girls. They were called Seven Sins. And we had an amazing photo shoot. That was really amazing, too. Yeah, I mean, I had a, you had a Fox on Empire. Empire on Fox allowed me to use their song Drip Drop. Oh my for God. U.S. domestic distribution only on YouTube. To this day, you Google Seven Sins. Summer promo, Drip Drop is playing on the underlay. For the group uh, Summer Promo, which is oh, crazy. Nice. How to network, let me use their fucking song. Like, I mean, I was, just, I don't know what I was doing. You putting were, on lashes. I well, was you doing know everything. what? You were fearless. And I think that yeah, that's something to, something to take <laughs> yeah, away from Meth will do that. It will. It it's will. so funny. That's Have like, you tried meth? No, oh, God. Okay. I'm already so annoying. That's the thing. I had a roommate that was like, uh, we found out he was a meth head, but he was like, it's closeted and like so productive. He's doing this. And I, and I, this is, 
like a horrible thing for me is that we became instant friends. And I was like, I feel like no one's ever understood me as much as this person. And then I was like, oh, I'm just like a meth addict with just existing. <laughs> I would like, every, people would hate me if About I did coke or meth. Skin, yeah, well, they'd just be like, oh my God, you're, I'm already so annoying. I'm walking on thin ice sometimes. No, but this is so new for me. It's so mm. millennial because mm -hmm. my, I grew up around drug addicts that were like hardcore cocaine and then crack. So then the this meth, the game. meth is like something uh, new, but it it's was progressive, still, progressive, progressive. progressive pipe smoking. And a lot of people do it. Oh my God. I can name names. My dad loved it so much mm -hmm. that he left the family. Oh shit. <laughs> but I've never tried it. It seems like it's really good. I've hung out with like eight year old girls and I'd probably choose meth over them too. <laughs> you know, a meth allows you, I think in the first three months, if depending on what you do, like you actually can do a lot of creative stuff. It's just that when you stop sleeping for five days and start par and paranoia comes in delusions, that's when it comes affects the way yeah. you live your life. That's I mean, for the most part. Adderall is meth in a pill. It's like a small one. No, it's more like cocaine. Is it? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's, I did that too. it's, it's an amphetamine. It That's Have all you I done know. Adderall? I used to be prescribed to it and I got so much done, but I literally, I'm so sensitive Every to medications. Every Adderall. How did it I've, affect That's what I get through midterms and finals. You know what? I, I do. quit doing it regularly. I don't think it would be good for me on stage because I, uh, I was so... Your like your brain works so fast. I think as a comedian, your brain's working fast anyway. And I had no patience for people in conversations. I'd be like, "What's your point? Like you're dumb. Mm. Get to the point." And I was mean. I was so mean. And I every night I had a come down from it. Like I would get a headache. And I was like, "It's not worth." It does give you brain freeze. I was mm -hmm. so unfriendly. Yeah, it does bring me. I probably could have been real sharp on stage though, because it's just like your brain's even that much faster. Like I oh, bet wow. I'd be good at crowd work, but I'd be like a mean. I'd be a comedian that people are like. I mean, there are comedians that are doing well that no other comedians like, and people are like, they're a mean person. Right. And I'd be one of those people. I have a friend who told me that he mm. started doing, um, not Adderall, but he was taking some medication and, and it subdued him on stage. And that, that mm. scared me. And I was Probably like, Probably Xanax. No, yeah. I don't ever want to be detached. Anti-anxiety medication. Yeah, anti-anxiety. Yeah, I'm afraid so of all that. I'm not, my, I have really bad allergies, so I'm always messing with my nose because I got really bad allergies <gasps> underneath my eyes. And my, my boyfriend thought that I was on drugs and wanted me to get tested. I'm always afraid people <laughs> think like I'm on cocaine, too. A couple of weeks too. ago, and I was like, I'll get tested, but I'm going to break up with you because I'm insulted that you thought I'd do drugs. You're I grew, like, I was raised by crackheads. Like, you're I like, know, this is too a fence, baby. When was Miami? Huh? Too, too ab. I, mean, I know. Was if I was going to do drugs, I would have been done them. But You're I'm like, and I'd be doing great drugs, and I probably wouldn't be here. Yeah. Right. I'd be in a penthouse right now right. with a coke lord. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you think I would do drugs and just sit around? With someone with a corporate job. Yeah, you someone as Ugh. boring and not flashy as you. <laughs> I love my friends. Yeah, like if I'm going to do cocaine, I'm wearing fur coats and diamonds everywhere I go. Sounds like a Sunday of Creflo Dollar. <laughs> yeah, oh man. I can't, can't wait to tell that story. Creflo Dollar is now in on the Grand Concourse in the Bronx. Uh, the Paradise Theater is now, and I'm not doing an advertisement for him because I know <laughs> I he's got sorry. enough Wait, money. Are we going, yeah, are we he's got next? enough money. He's got a jet. But I, I, it was Ugh. just shocking to see, you know. That's um, the kind of man of God I love. <laughs> mm, 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 I swear to God. And from the stories that we've been reading in the news, a lot of them love you too. Uh, you know what? I can I can definitely say I, I was in the prayer closet for several years. My wife, I remember. My, my ex. Remember my ex? He was... Um, a deacon. Yes. Because we, we used to call him the deacon. We were, we were really good together. And to his wife, she was tripping, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we, we made, I mean, I don't know why she was so mad. I took him out of her hands. I gave him some free time. You're free. 
we're gonna start. Uh, no, no. We're gonna have an outing segment. We're gonna start <laughs> outing people because a lot of these names. dudes. <laughs> we're gonna go from uh, the Breakfast Club to Wendy Williams. Uh, <laughs> I go through my cash up. My like, who didn't pay this month? All right, motherfucker, you're out the closet. Just <laughs> <laughs> start pushing motherfuckers out Literally. the closet. Literally, like, amazing. Telling. Or off the bridge, either you pick. It's hilarious. <laughs> Live gay or die straight, nigga. So what you got coming up? <laughs> so you got this thing coming up. So I got on the pilot, and I have actually that's why I'm dressed. I have a really big audition with the own network oh nice so I'm excited about Ooh, yes. that and it's for a series regular so we're gonna see what happens I know you're gonna book something I better book something I need to I'll he's be going to you, you know what I mean like he'll go we, we, you and I go on stage every night we go to acting coaches and we work hard and we do this and then Jesse goes and does meth for a few years he's and like I don't care out no more <laughs> and then he books a regular series and then me and you are still in the not church. even and we're here just even. we're just like reciting lines in front of a class <laughs> Not even. I love it. It's though. hard. I cry a lot at night sometimes. I'm so like you know. I'm, I'm still single. So, so he's a comic. If you, yeah, cry, you, if you cry a lot at night, then yeah. you're a comic. Like, I yeah. cry so much. I just like, I have been talking about Lonnie from Love Factory. Yes, just been to go on stage. Yeah, that's I'm, what I'm I was talking a about. Fifteen minute set. That's what I was talking yeah. about. Lonnie was the one that posted the Starbucks thing. Oh, about. she. Uh oh! I gotta call that bitch tomorrow. Yeah, no, I like Lonnie though. Yeah. I just think she was offering. She was trying to gain perspective. She went to USC. Is that right? Uh, I'll give her credit. She good. You got to be a little <laughs> appropriate. Deep. Yeah, you know. She's got nice legs, too. She's beautiful. Yeah. <sighs> we hung in Vegas a couple of days, weeks ago. Yeah, oh my no, gosh. I like her. She's really All right, sweet. so we're going to get into today's topic mm. as we roll into our final segment of the show. I hope you're loving Truth Serum, and if you are, I need you to let it be known. Make sure when you tweet that you use the hashtag Truth Serum. Um, when you post, let us know how you feel about us. And even if you don't like us, we still like to hear it because yeah. we are funny and we got something to say back. Yes. <laughs> Give me that criticism. Yeah. And yeah. I probably need it. Well, you know, today, Jessica Michelle says she wants check me, please. I yes, want to be checked. Don't I'm give me shit. S- I'll call you gay in public. Fuck me. I'll hurt your fucking feelings and your wife, bitch. Don't play I don't know what Jesse said. Uh, <laughs> remember you were shit. on Instagram one time and you did your story and you were like, if somebody uh, tried to bully you, you would just fuck them. <laughs> oh, the next time I'm breaking my house. Which <laughs> motherfucker would breaking my house? Fuck around and get his dick sucked. <laughs> yeah, I know that. That went viral, sort of, in my world. It, it went, went viral, viral in my so world. Funny. Exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. Right. That's the way to deal with a robber. <laughs> hey, nigga, lay down. Oh, no, nigga, you lay down, motherfucker. <laughs> he thought he was leaving with a television and he left with chlamydia. Exactly. And <laughs> <laughs> a couple of used condoms. <laughs> Talk about here, motherfucker. Go pawn that shit. Hey, you know what you should do? You should organize an army of gay dudes and form your own security company. And Ooh. then start sending gay dudes to people's houses that in the areas where people get broken into and be like... This is your station. Right. You know, this Tell is your job. Bitch, bow down. <laughs> <laughs> See, here we go with some concepts. That'd be a great show. Formation. Like top flight security. <laughs> <laughs> if oh we in the truck, you getting fucked. <laughs> 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 Neighborhood watch out, bitch. <laughs> Don't get me started on Oh, my on God. Shit. We got to get that okay, on so. video. So uh, today's topic is woman on woman hate. Mm. Um, and I, I wanted to talk Smoke about break that. For me. Smoke break. No, <laughs> you're a part of this conversation because uh-uh, I like penis. I've been in your presence when you have been dressed as a woman mm. and not. I've mm. been in your presence when you haven't been and women have hated on you, been mm. insecure with their men. And it's been because you told me about it before. Mm. Right. You told me about it. And then I'm like, mm. and then I, I witnessed it. And I'm like, damn, she got really. I remember one particular incident that somebody got so 
um, she got so insecure about Jesse being in the room that they had to leave because she didn't want oh. her man around. And I'm like, if you do, if you think your dude is gay, you know, because it's not a, like a switch you turn on and off. No, but it like, was, it's very. It was. Did he have some money? That's I'm very playing. interesting. He was, and I also have been in your presence when when women hit on you. Yeah, that's He's weird. Like this androgynous vibe that everybody loves. They're just but, drawn to you. Yeah, 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 but it's like I like, and I feel like that's kind of like I, I feel like I just want penis in my life. I don't want vagina. And it's right. so weird that. Women yeah, but I can buy a penis. No, you can't. I've tried. <laughs> you don't taste the same. No. <laughs> it doesn't taste the same. It doesn't. It I don't need the what silicone. What do you think, Dean Nelly? I'm playing. And if you if you throw it in the microwave to warm it up, like an actual penis, it it you know it burns your tongue. See what I'm saying? Oh my it God, what have you done? Burn it's melted. You're like, oops. <laughs> then we all can have Smoker's voice. See? Okay. Oh my God. Yeah, that's what this isn't Smoker's voice. This is this is Choker's voice. This is warm dick voice. That's like smoking too many poles. <laughs> oh, this is a struggling voice. Hey, you're live on with True Serum. Who am I speaking with? You're speaking with Tiffany Haddish. Hey, Tiffany Haddish. It's so funny. We were just talking about how you have always introduced yourself to people like the star that you are. Ever since I met you, you've always been like, hey, I'm Tiffany Haddish. And we've been friends for 10 years, and you still tell me your last name. <laughs> I sure do, just in case it changes, you know, because when you're a woman, if you get married, they take your last name away. So I know. It's like I just want to let everybody know I'm still single. And I'm Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, you are. You are the great <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. So we are talking about um, woman on woman hate. And um, I, uh, I thought you uh, would be an interesting person to talk to during this particular show because um as you have risen to superstardom um i'm sure that they are out there hating on you i don't know because i won't read your comments because if i read your comments i'll fight people <laughs> well they they definitely do be hating i mean and i re i read the comments i see it and i like i i, I you know there's a part of me that gets, like, my feelings are hurt about it. Like, dang, I'm just trying to be positive out here. And then there's a part of me that's like, dang, I'm winning. Right. These people are feeling so many emotions, investing so much time in in their hatred, you know. But I think, like, I don't, I don't get it because it's like, why, why hate? What, for what? You know, like, if you don't like me, just... Don't pay me any attention, but the more attention you give me, the more uh, powerful I become. <laughs> Hello. Uh, but women, I think we are like, like, I have been a hater. I, I have definitely been a hater. Like, I remember when I was younger, I hated on this girl because the dude that I liked, liked her. And I just, I just, I hate her, but she's just such a nice person. Right. <laughs> she's such a nice person. But she had, she had what I wanted. And, and I realized at that, you know, at that time, like, oh, wow, you know, a lot of times people will hate on you because you have something that they wish they had, you know? And like, I feel like a lot of the gifts that I have, a lot of the things that I have, uh, anybody else can have them. You just have to cultivate it and put it in work. And that's where, you know, a lot of people fall short, but that women, was it. <laughs> I don't know why they, I don't know why we don't support each other more. I wish we would, but I feel like men turn us against each other. Like it starts. I think it all starts in elementary school. Like, oh, Carol said that your booty is flat. Like you know, something like like right. they just start mad, <laughs> and then like it just goes on until time indefinite. And a lot of 
a lot of women don't grow out of it and realize, hey, you know what? Instead of hating on her, I could either support her or if I don't like her, just never mention her or talk about her at all because that's how you shut that down. That's you know, right. there's, so, certain, there's certain entertainers that I do not like at all, but right. you'll never hear me talk about them. That's right, because that part of you is Puerto Rican. You don't hate on your own. Um, I'm live <laughs> with uh, Tiffany Haddish. And one thing I will say about you is that as a woman in this game who came in later than you, you always uh, not only were positive with me, but you actually created work for me. And, um, you know, like it, many times when people wanted you and you were not available, you would always try to put me in the in the job. You even tried to get me a job on Power 106. <laughs> yeah, I sure did. <laughs> but, uh, and you've always been uh, a woman that has created opportunities for other women. And not just by saying it, you've actually put money in other people's pocket. And we talk about that. We always talk about how, you know, you also, you know, taught me to create merchandise so that I can have another stream of income. And I, I just think it's very important that young girls see that women do that because women do support other women. Right. So, um, but that's why I think, I think it scares like really, I think men try to like make that, make us not like each other because if we started banding together and like creating things together and working together, oh my goodness, men would be like, well, how are we going to control them? <laughs> like, <laughs> they can't control us. <laughs> like, if we all came together and, like, supported each other, looked out for each other, protected each other, they wouldn't be able to control us and manipulate us the way that they do. You know, I I see it all the time. Like, oh, my goodness, girl, he, he is just using you, and right. you don't even see it. And then he makes you not like your best friend. How can you not love it? That's been your best friend since y'all was 12 years old, you know? And right. you're gonna now you're you're mad at her because she got a car because the, what he said like nah man like well you are surrounded and, and men like to isolate you absolutely <laughs> you like stay surrounded by women you continue to employ the women that worked with you before you blew up and now mm -hmm. that you are a you know a superstar you're still rolling with the same people and you can see them on her Instagram and uh, yeah. you know she's. Uh, she always looks out for her friends and looks out for her own. And in addition to, you know, maintaining a very, very competitive, busy and demanding career in Hollywood as she has risen to become one of the most, uh, you know, successful young women this year. So I know you're really busy and I love you so much. You are, um, you know, you're my mentor in comedy. And um, I, when I tell people that, it's like she's younger than me, but she's my mentor and I adore you. And I'm so proud of you. I love you. I really am. <laughs> just to watch, watching your journey is so, uh, you know, it's just inspiring. And all of us are haters. All of us have had our moments of being haters because that's what uh -huh. the entertainment business does to you. It beats you down and it makes you feel bad, but you can't fall for the okie doke. And you got to look at people like Tiffany Haddish and say... I can shine too, cause that's what she's yeah. here for. Exactly, cause if I if my little raggedy butt can do it, like anybody can do it. Anybody. Nah, I wouldn't go that far. Putting, no, seriously. Look, I mean, I know, cause that's well, if I say that, I'm gonna sound like I hate it. But there's people out here with no talent that right. are doing 
very well for themselves in this business. And that's because they believed in themselves and they surrounded themselves with people that were supporting whatever it is they had to offer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, if you just need to believe in yourself and do the, oh, also do the work. That part is really important too. Yeah. And you can have it. It's like, just do the work. Yeah, I started working at Federal Express to make money to pay for workshops because Tiffany told me I needed to go do some workshops. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you for calling. Um, yeah. I love you. and I love you too. I know you're super busy. Uh, we're going to watch Night School. You got to watch The Last OG. And she's currently working on some amazing stuff right now. So make sure that you stay tuned in to Miss Tiffany Haddish. And uh, when she's not so busy and she's free on a Monday, she's going to come to the show and you'll get to see you know her pretty I am. And I will yes, be there will. Um, uh, May 8th, so send me the information. I will. I love you, girl. Uh, love you, too. Thank okay. you for calling. All right, bye. bye. We, we're talking yeah. about women on women hate. And so one of the things that happened in the last couple of weeks is that Nicki Minaj dropped an album. Mm. Um, and Cardi B dropped an album. And Nicki Minaj, uh, I guess, made some took shots at Cardi B because mm -mm. Um, there was a rumor that, or I don't know if it's a rumor. I have to be careful with the wording because then it's like, it wasn't a rumor. But Cardi B and Minaj were on the record with Quavo and... Um, a motorsport. Right. And then mm -hmm. they asked they asked Cardi... Uh, Nikki to change her lyrics. To change her lyrics mm -hmm. because You're they right. felt that she might have been out rapping Cardi. And then Nikki said that Quavo didn't admit to that and mm. her feelings were hurt and she cried on an interview. So then she came back and uh, with her record and she, she took shots at Cardi and then this whole, whole um, fight, you know, took place on the internet between the, the Minaj, you know, the mm -hmm. Barbies, I forgot what they call themselves. And then the Cardi people. And I just got into this whole thing. Like, why do, why does it that women have to be divided like that? Why yes. can't you just like both of them? What's, I mean, it's like, I mean, not, it, it, not that's the same thing, but it goes back to the, why can there only be one great thing? Right. Like, why does your thing, why do you, why does this have to undo that? You know what I mean? Like, why can't two women both be great? And we have to go, this person's better. Or this person's right. right. When it's, especially in art form. I mean, that's so it's weird marketing. to me. Isn't it marketing though, honestly? I feel yeah. like with, well, with any type of like, especially rap, I feel like beefs are good for album sales. Well, but you know what? That was one of the arguments. Like people, uh, I posted on Instagram and I got a lot of comments and people will say things like, well, beef is a part of hip hop. And I'm like, beef is a part of everything that has to do with competition when it comes to people of color. If you, there's always LeBron versus uh, Kobe. You know, it's it's always like that when it comes to people of How color. How about but you versus Taylor? Yeah, <laughs> Does but that you count know, too, though? <laughs> Not really. Well, I mean, same. but you know, that's girls. <laughs> it's girls. It's girls. Girls, girls. girls. You never hear like, you know, Steve Jobs versus Mark Zuckerberg, or did you? Isn't he dead? That's yeah, probably a conversation people had, but like they're so nerdy. Yeah, but what I'm saying is just that it's cultural. Like it's never like, you don't ever say hear people say Olivia Munn or uh, Emily Blunt. No, not, <laughs> no, Olivia Munn or Lucy Liu, because they're both oh, yeah, biracial yeah, yeah. Asian women. Like, you never, you don't, True, Asian people right. rally you behind their own that. people, but people of color. And they were like, yo, it's a hip hop thing. I'm like, no, it's it's a profit thing that they instill within comp competition that has to do with people of color. Because mm. the reality of it is, is that Rakim is not tripping on Eric B and Rakim, uh, Eric B, Rock, yeah. Eric, right. Well, on Eric B. On Eric B. Yeah. Or that, uh, I, I meant, um, I meant, uh, you know, I'm not good with right. Like green eye bandit, the green eye bandit. Uh, 
Eric Sermon. Eric Sermon in Paris. Or, you know, you it's just... It, I lost it, my black card. That, well, <laughs> that's your hip-hop card, though. Oh, that's is what, it? You got to be in the first. Rappers, that one right there. Their lyrics. I'm sorry, I failed all of us. That's back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, you know what I'm saying? It's just that I think that with women... And then people were like, what if we don't like either one of them? That's fine. You don't have to like either one of them. But what, why do you have to socialize girls to believe that they have to... They like have to compete with one another yeah. or that they have to choose a side. Or it's like... You can, why Why can't we teach people, like, you can just not like someone and not have to hate them. You can just yeah. not enjoy them and move along with your life. But there's a thing where women are taught to be in competition with each other. Isn't it men, too, though? Just a little bit. I mean, look at LeBron and Kobe. I mean, they're black. No, they're black. On, D, yeah, all but are they, but are they beefing with each other? Like, are they, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's different. I feel like women are taught. They're like, pitted against each other. Women are taught to buy into that and go like, yeah, no, I am better than you. Or like, why are you coming for me? And it's like, I'm, I'm just making my music over here. I didn't want to want to beef with you but no but we go like no fuck you i'm the best <laughs> right exactly I, I mean i feel like when it comes to women there is this thing look at hillary clinton and i don't care what your <clears> politics <throat> are because this show is not uh republican or democrat we're free here but if you think about hillary clinton a lot of people didn't like her for her politics but i do think that a lot of the hate that was directed towards her was because she was a woman and a lot She's of it was from other women yeah who were like and i do think some of it especially older women there's this generational thing of like they didn't they because of the way they were raised to think like this is what a woman does this is what i think there's a little bit of like well, screw her she like didn't she broke the mold and like I right. didn't. So you, then you have to look at yourself and go like, could I have been president? Yeah. And a lot of women don't think that a woman could be president. They're yeah. like, how dare you think that you have the right to run the free world? Yeah. Well, cause it's, I mean, and it, that all ties into we're all pitted against each other. And then it's this insecurity of, I mean, there's still so much to be said about women being socialized. I think that like, you're worth nothing if you're not beautiful. Right. And I'm going to start crying. Oh, my period's coming. Speaking of being a lady. <laughs> no, but like, and you're just worth so much. No, but it's just like this idea of like, well, if I can't do it, like I don't trust this other woman or the, or the just when people would bring up Bill Clinton, it's like, well, you can't even keep your man yeah. in the bedroom. And it's like, yeah, that's not, that has nothing to do with policies. Yeah, no, 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 no. And, and the thing is like the, she's cold. I'm like, who's colder than Bill George Bush Sr.? George Bush Sr. is like the crib keeper. Yeah, and it's like you, you know, have to be- never been warm. You have to be, you want to get things done, you have to be cold. The hardest part about being a woman is the, the idea that we are taught to like be kind, always be nice, come from a place of love, which like I, I agree that you should come from a place of love. But the idea that I have to constantly be like, um, let me have less so you can have more. And let yes, me, and saying sacrifice. And instead of, instead of saying how I feel, let me just go, let, let, what's going to make you the happiest? I don't need to worry. Like this Sounds codependent. Like the struggle if you ask me. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it does. It sounds like women and black people are the same now. I mean. Welcome to the club, bitches. <laughs> Welcome to the motherfucking club. <laughs> the black woman is always Yeah, busy. it's like you paid half, but do work as hard. Twice yeah, as hard work twice as hard to it. get half as much and be so thankful. And when you complain, they're going to say you're argumentative and but, aggressive. And well then, but then it's like other, you know, someone who yeah. has, has done that their whole life and they just accepted like, I'll work twice as hard, I'll get half as much. And then to see someone who's not willing to accept that does kind of check your reality too, yeah. where you go like, wait, no, like you're not allowed to like not accept that now because then it's like, well, why am I not standing up for myself? So I think there's a little bit of internalized. I think the people that create this world and these social norms are the ones that we are kind of all micro mind programmed by in a mm -hmm. sense. And so with that being said is until all rights started with civil rights. Yes. Right. In America, at least until we correct what happened in the past, the rest of the shit is all like, y'all yeah. just can't wait. 
I mean, seriously. And I think the people who are running the world are like, y'all fighting over issues. Yeah. Not the cause. Right. So there exactly. will be no uh, unification of women's rights or uh, black rights are all this shit. What's well, so, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So until we address that issue, everything else is like, oh, have fun. Do a picket. March to me. Yeah. Yeah. They look good on Instagram. I think so, too. It's like you have to go after the cause. But I do think that the infighting or the like, like there are people who go like this struggle is more important than that struggle. And it's like, of course, there are struggles that are more important. But sometimes I think that that conversation distracts from like, OK, but let's like focus on the big issue and then we can correct yeah. I mean, that's well, it's ideology. All it's but, all economics, though, but, because the, at the end of the day, what makes uh, oppression um, successful is economics. Yes. And I think that that is what's at the top of all of this, because you have a group of white men, straight white men who are in power. They're the CEOs. They're the politicians. They run the show. So as long as everybody beneath them stays in quarrel, they will always stay because Conflict is profitable. I mean, the most mm-hmm. profitable business in the in the world is death. Yeah, is war. Yeah, yeah. Well, world worldwide is war, but in in America is death. <laughs> oh wow! Well, coffins, funeral homes. That's such a profitable yeah, business. My, my like, such a, like a weird thing. Right yeah, too. and the second I think in the top five is death and prison, and that the the biggest. Um, you know, assets to prisons are black men. How about, how about death? The fact that like just we are high commodity right now. Yeah, people are like that. That a human is seen as like a commodity to help fund yeah. your pocket with like a prison and all these stupid, yeah. like oh, nonviolent crimes, like drug crimes that are like this is not a thing that somebody needs to be locked up for. But so, the fact that there are private prisons is disgusting. Well, absolutely. This is the thing. This if is I was not to be a corporation. I wouldn't give a fuck about these motherfuckers either. I'd be like, fuck them motherfuckers. That's but I'm not. Mean. So now that's why I'm mad. But as soon as I get about a billion dollars, I'm like, fuck you. Well, that's what happens. You wouldn't. That's why instead of... I wouldn't? No, because you come from it. Those people have never been in touch. I didn't come from that shit. I was walking through. No, you funny. Well, that's the mindset. That's the mindset of, uh, by the way, every like poor white Republican that you're like, why are you even voting against your best interest? They're like, they think that they're in a temporary situation. And they they identify as the rich people. And it's like, you're holding yourself down. And like, but... But they're pandered to in a way that benefits the people actually at the top. It's like, keep telling these idiots with their Bud Light that like, yeah, if you just vote for this... You'll get a hundred dollars more on your tax return. That's gonna change your life. Hashtag I love yeah. my new Tesla. <laughs> exactly. What's up, Kanye? Let's all talk about our Teslas because that's <laughs> what makes it well. So, will you would you say, Jessica, that within? Do you feel that as much as a white woman within white women, the woman on woman hate? Yeah, I think so. Oh, for sure. I think I I do think most hate comes from a place of insecurity. Like as I've gotten older, and I don't know if it it's a thing that comes with age or it's just my own personal work. I realized that like I have, I'm like so much more supportive of women than I used to be. And, but it came from a place of like, I felt like we were in competition. Like I had to be the one woman or like, you're gonna come for the one thing I want. Like this, especially with men. And comedy does that to you. And comedy, does, they make it feel like who's the, and God bless, cause they still, the industry still does that where it's like, who's the one, and it's not just women, but like, for example, like who's the one woman we're gonna lift up as the female comedian. And mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, like good for you, Amy Schumer. You're off to the slaughtering house now. I can't like I don't want to be crucified like that. And it happens, I think, aside like with white men, they'll just throw everything at the wall. Like, what sticks? Put this show. How about yeah. instead of having a woman host a late night show, we'll have a man in a funny costume. Yeah. Like we'll just do a late night show with a monster. Or they'll be like, here's the one black comedian that we're now lifting up. And it's like, God forbid that like that person screws up. And then it's like, oh no. Yeah. Look what you've done. And instead of like, well, why aren't we throwing more? 
of this variety at the wall and being like, what sticks? Why aren't we seeing like, you know, there doesn't have to be one woman. There doesn't have to be one black comedian. There doesn't have to be one woman of color. That's the, because I feel like people get pit against each other. Yeah. You know, we need a white man in the conversation today. No, because <laughs> they've had enough. They've and they're had still enough. having the conversation without us. That's why we need them in a room and be like, what are y'all talking about on Tuesdays? Well, and, yeah. I, and now they're like, they're all having conversations. They've yeah. been having conversations. <laughs> the white just, men are scared of the conversations. They're, talk of, they're scared of everything. Yeah. I was talking to some guys in New York and they were like talking about how, um, first of all, they were like, you got to be a woman or a minority to do something on television now. And I'm like, where? No. Where? When no. you go on TV, go to every single channel. Every single channel. Tell me besides Blackish, name the shows. Uh, Atlanta, Blackish. And I'm talking about unscripted shows. I'm talking about the scripted shows. What shows do you see in abundance of people of color on every network? It's like delusional. One is well, you know many. what, though? You know what? I don't hear that much, which I, I kind of respect. Like, And I'm this is from the frame of comedy only. I don't see the white men who are doing really well that are actually successful really saying that much because to me what's happening is like that it's it's slowly starting to even out like the playing field. So these mediocre white men that were getting shit just because their friends brought them on are going, no, no, this this black person, this woman's taking my spot. And it's like, no, you're not good enough. Like the the cream will rise to the top if we even it out. So there's going to be like a couple white guys that are like, you're going to be fine. You just have to actually be good. And now you're seeing the people who are good, who are like people of color, women who have deserved things for so long are actually being given them. And yeah. it's like, no, that woman didn't take your spot. You had a thing you didn't deserve. And this woman, this guy, this person of color, this, you know, transgender, this whatever, it's like, they're actually being given the time now. Yeah. And it's, it's still not equal, but like that shift's happening. And these, it's an ego thing that these mediocre white men are having to face. Like it, it's so hard for someone to go, oh, like you go like, it's, it's cause they only want minorities. They only want women. It's like, or maybe you're not good enough. <laughs> I love her. Like there's like times where like I could go like this person hates women. Like they don't book me cause I'm a woman and I see women on the lot. It's like, there are things where it's like, no, I'm, it's not because I'm a woman. Like sometimes it's not because I'm a woman. It's funny. It's funny. And I, 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 I listen, I feel the hate all the time when I'm getting ready to go up and I'm on a show with all guys and they all talking the shit and they're like, oh, there goes the girl. Y'all ready for our female comedian? And I go on stage and you I kill. hold my own. Yes. And then people come up after me and say, hey, you were my favorite. I really liked you. And when men do it. And I can see the avarice on the faces of the guys who I worked with, but it's because you're absolutely right. You're so worried. It's like that race that Michael Phelps was run, was swimming in in the Olympics. So that guy was so busy looking at Michael Phelps that he didn't make it to the finish line, and he could have beat Michael Phelps, yeah. but because he was watching Michael Phelps, he didn't get to the finish line. And that's what's happening with these people. You're so busy watching Tiffany Haddish and Roy Wood Jr. and Jermaine Fowler, and you know, and saying, "Oh, all the all the black people in the people of color are taking over a instead of improving your craft and standing out and talking about something that makes people interested in what you're saying you're too busy hating and watching what I'm doing and I'm passing you yeah it's like why don't you put your eyes back on your own paper and write something yeah like work harder <laughs> so in the with within your community mm -hmm. which oh, is Lord. a very big community it's I would broad. say mm -hmm. but we talked about this in terms of you feeling hatred from you you consider yourself a I don't know what what your title is Jesse I'm I'm not good with the uh, title the gay right thing yeah I'm just a cocksucker okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a cocksucker but no I'm mean, gay you, shit I mean you know I have women every now and then but that was when I was on drugs though. so 
Do you dress like a woman now? Yeah, but I don't want to be a woman. I have no vagina envy. I dress like a woman for a check. Okay. For oh, network television, like, not like for Like drag queen, like you. Character actor. Okay. Mm -hmm. Character actor. Yep. Okay. Drag queens are a little different. I, I, honestly, this, it's so broad now that you have transgender, you have drag queens, you got cross-dresser. That's the white, boys, the white boys with the stockings on and in the basement. They got all kind of shit. People on Hollywood selling their pussy. I'm a character actor. I put the wig on and a dress on every now and then. That's what I do. Do you feel hatred from women when you do that? When you walk into the room and all of your... Yeah, but you know what I said about that? Shit, bitch, you ain't blind. I, I, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit. And I, I, I did. It's taken me a very long time to be in a place where I am comfortable um, because I did want everybody to like me. I didn't want to be appropriate. And, and even in Hollywood entertainment, you're trained to say what's appropriate and trained to say what's more marketable. Even what when I was on VH1 at one time, they told me I couldn't say I'm gay, say I'm bi. It's better for marketing. It is what it is. Wow. Right? Tell them what they want to hear. Exactly, oh. exactly. And so I, I've spent my entire life as a black man in, in undergrad trying to find a way to get the great, the great job with the federal government. I was an intern for a while, federal intern. Said the right thing, looked the right way, dressed the right part. Then I moved to Hollywood and was like, hey, you're black, but we got work for you, but you got to say this. So, I, and then I'm gay, so now you got to hold a flag for that as well and put the rainbow banner on, a sticker on your, on your little whatever. And then you got to walk around and say you hate shit that people do that are straight because you're gay. And it's like, I don't... Right. Yeah, people want to put you in this box of like, oh, you're gay? Well, then surely you should be covered in rainbow flags. Exactly. Well, it's such a Hollywood exactly. thing to be like, oh, if you're something, you need to. And I struggle with this because I don't know how to brand myself because mm -hmm. I'm not one single thing. Right. And it's like mm -hmm. people want you to be the most of whatever you say. Oh, you're a feminist? Mm -hmm. Where's your pussy hat? Like, right, yeah. right. no, you're not. Yeah. Let me see you screaming and pussy hat and say yeah. that straight white men are the devil. So back yeah. to answer your question, Ida. Initially, initially, I think what happened is I did feel the hate. But now I know how to respond to it. And what I understand now is that it's understanding and it's and it's my job, my duty to be a little more sensitive. If I'm the person that's taking the lead as being a wearing a pussy hat, so to speak, or I'm wearing a dress and I have a penis, if a woman looks at me, I'm an actor. I want the looks. So now I have to learn how to bring that back in. I'm looking for the right words to use. But to bring it in and then give it back and say, you know what? I appreciate you looking at me. How you doing, sister? Good morning. Sister, whether you're white, black, straight, gay. And honestly, when I make eye contact and even today I'm wearing little ass shorts and bitches look at me crazy, good morning. Good afternoon. And then they'd be like, oh. Because they think they're so trained and conditioned to pe think people that, oh, you look a certain way, so you're, you're a certain kind of person. So when I walk in, I think it's my duty to be like, you know what? I'm approachable. I'm a human being. If you cut me, set me on fire, I'm going to burn like everybody else. So it is what it is. You know what I mean? And my life's not any easier than anybody else's. That's right. It's more fun sometimes, though, but it ain't easier. I think, uh, Darren, <laughs> what do you have to say? I, I'd love to like, hear your perspective from a straight man's perspective. About hate? About women hating on other women, um, it seems it seems to be a, pr a prevalent thing. Um, uh, as far as comedy goes, I, I know it's a pretty big thing, um, where you know you're the you're the Latina comedian and you're the white girl the comedian. White and, girl, yeah, it's and, so um, silly. It seems like it seems like there's not room, or I guess it's finally getting to the to to the place where um, there's more room for uh, more people to. To do things, but um, it seems like um, there's always uh, someone there to undercut or um, make sure that uh, there's not too much of you. Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> you, know, you, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and it, you know it, it, that goes for you know right every industry, every industry. You know, mm. I think that also like that changes or shifts a little with. Um, especially career related stuff with confidence and security in your own, uh, your own art, your own careers. Cause it's like, once I hit a place where I was like, and I never felt like 
there can only be one woman, but I definitely did go, oh, who's she? You know, like what's going on with this girl? Cause well, you know, I'd be intimidated by other funny women. Right, right. And then once I hit a place where I was like, I don't know where my career is gonna go, but I've hit a place where I'm like, I have a career. I know I'm in it. I don't know what form that's gonna take, but I feel secure in that knowledge. It shifted so much that I'm like, now I can lift women up. Like I can't lift them very far cause I'm at the bottom of the mountain, but it's like, it's so great to find a place where I can go like, have you seen this woman? She's so funny and like genuinely cheer for my friends and not feel like that. Oh, if, if you have it, I don't have it. It's like, no, there's something for all of us. I have a question. Do you feel like there's a divide with regard to both you women and like how culturally is it the same? Like, is it black and white women together? Is it separate? I mean, how does that work? Cause I feel like, I mean, I don't see women's groups saying, oh my God, we lost two black women in, in Waffle House. So I want to right. know. Well, that that's the argument with um, with fem the argument within women and the feminism movement <clears throat> of the day, for because uh, well I'm a womanist. I consider myself a womanist because I include women of color in my struggle for equality because there's an intersection that's missed in feminism yes. because black women um, and women of color are below white women in the you know in the payment in the pay. Yeah, structure, it's like structure. not yeah. included in the conversation. Yeah, we're not included in the conversation, but fe some feminists they want us to jump aboard um, and and on the bandwagon and go fight you as know, if we're you're fighting for the same thing. As yeah. if like we're as if we're already equal, and yeah. it's like come on. And there is that problem with intersectional feminism and like this white feminism of where it's like, do you care about women or you just care about yourself? Yeah, maybe they're not listening. They, they're not. They're tone deaf because they're so consumed with their own cause that they don't mm -hmm. have the compassion or empathy to think about somebody else's. But the the journey is even with the Me Too woman, the black mm -hmm. woman who started that movement, you know, she got left behind. And this became something that Rose McGowan and Meryl Streep and all these successful white women who are in Hollywood, by the way. This woman comes from the corporate structure yeah. and her world and reality is totally different. But that that is why I, I have to, you know, I have to say that as a woman, I, I am, you know, all about equality um, in all aspects. But we have to be realistic. Like being feminism was built on the backs of suffrage. Yeah. So those white women were getting their freedom and their rights based on the on slavery and the back, you know, the backs of black people. And I think we can't ignore that. And that becomes problematic when you do ignore that. It's yeah, the same with the does. gay community as well. Even when it comes to like, you're looking at, I was in city council for a while and helping out um, in, in WeHo. And I remember saying to them, I love how we have all these AIDS clinics and you know other closets on Santa Monica Boulevard. However, when you go south of Wilshire, south of 10 Freeway, none of that happens anymore. Where are the AIDS testing for these guys who are being yeah. busted in and being the desires of these men in the hills and then sent back to South LA coughing and wheezing with no health benefits? Right. Where are their clinics at? And people oh, would wow. say, oh, well, Jesse, what? And I'm like, but they're having sex too. But we stop at Wilshire with the gay community. Yeah, so, that, that's the problem with ignoring the you know? intersections of these groups. Absolutely. Literally and figuratively, absolutely. And it, it really is problematic. <clears throat> and, you know, and, and finally I'll address that I was, um, I just did a, an article for The Hollywood Reporter. Hmm. I was interviewed about um, sexism and comedy and the Me Too movement yes. as well as and where they were doing two articles, which I didn't know. And one was about Louis C.K.'s comeback. And during the His interview, comeback. yeah, they interviewed me um, and then they used the quotes for each article. But I 
first of all, I'm not an editor and I wasn't the writer and I didn't they know. They took your stuff out of context for that mm -hmm. other? No, they didn't take my stuff out of context. I just wasn't aware that it was two articles and I okay. didn't know that it was me, another woman and five men that were being interviewed mm -hmm. because they saw me at the cellar in New York. He saw me perform. He saw my set and then he's like, I really would like to interview you. You have a, your set is about feminism and I want. So anyway, I, the article re it gets released and then all these women start writing articles. White women start writing articles about it and you know one of them celebrated me for what i said but then the other ones were like you know louis ck has only been uh, excommunicated for the last five months we shouldn't be talking about his comeback and here's this woman saying this because i said first of all bitch when was the last time you were at a black lives matter march because yeah. women black women and brown people matter too so when was the last time you were at that march i don't want you getting um you know thinking that you can Accost me, put me up against the wall because I'm not fighting for your white rights yeah. when my people are being assassinated in the middle of the street and watched on YouTube like fucking Game of Thrones. Bitch, did you march for us? Second of all, if you want to talk to me, don't write an article about me. Just you can at me and I'll have a conversation with you because I believe conversations are important so that people can understand where you're coming from. This is not just about clickbait. If you want to hear my point of view and what I'm talking about, you can very much reach me and just like everybody else who wants to have a conversation with me. And third of all, I do believe that if we do engage in a Salem witch hunt and we go out and assassinate all the men who have been doing this and we could get rid of them, then maybe that would solve the problem. But that's not realistic. So the reality of it is, is that if you want to reach the people who think like Louis C.K. and you want to change the way they think, Louis C.K. might be the only answer you have to do in that because they're not listening to me. They're not listening to you. And they're definitely not listening you, to you, Jesse, because these are straight white men who suffer from toxic masculinity and they need their hero to say, I had a paradigm shift. This is not OK. You guys, we got to do we got to do something. So mm -hmm. I said, if you can save a girl or if you can save some people from getting assaulted or mistreated because Louis C.K. goes out there and has that conversation, then maybe we can get somewhere. But we can't just get on this bandwagon of fighting people, you know, the whole time. And nobody ever has an intellectual exchange where you can actually you know, influence somebody to think, to see somebody else's point of view. Yeah, no, I think that's so important. And, and it's, there, there's so much to be said about that. Unfortunately, because of the way people have been socialized and all the toxic masculinity and the, like the you know, systemic racism, it's like, well, who are they willing to hear? And it's like, sometimes that, it, like that is the only bridge to the change. So if someone that they're willing to listen to is going to say it, uh, I mean, it, yeah, I don't know. Because it's, I think it's more important for that message to be heard than to just completely be silenced. Because you're not going to change those people. Yeah, no, 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 no. And they need the, the, when Dave Chappelle said what he said. I understand why people got upset when he said that women need to extend the olive branch to men. You know, he was like, "Ladies, you can't." I understand what he was saying. He may not be the person to say that because he's he's not a woman and he will never know what it, it's like to walk down the street. And always have to think about your safety when it comes to someone who has problems with sexual abuse yes. and, um, you know, and overpowering Wait, Dave women. Dave Chappelle, you said that? Uh, Dave Chappelle and his special. He can get special. shot for any reason he wants to go down the street. He has, he has a feel for safety. No, but what I'm saying as is man, as a woman, he was talking to women. Well, you have to be. The, he's in the same situation. He's just a different, you know. No, it's no. a different. It black. has to be a woman saying that. It's the same reason that, like. 
not, not same reason, but I feel like I, I have so many people in my family that voted for Trump and like they make me so angry, but I feel obligated that I'm like, they're not going to tune in to hear like the people of color who I like learn from. So sometimes I feel obligated, like how can I make my material in a way that goes like, hey, you guys like listen up, like this is what you're not seeing. And sometimes it's like, how can certain people be that bridge? The same yeah. people that victimize the black men are the ones that you're scared of as women as well. So no, I don't know the no, no, it's different because How is it different? because black men victimize black women. So it's as to learn well. behavior from where from slavery initially. No, I mean I believe that, but so what I'm what saying we're is, is once again addressing the source, not the and not the one hundred percent. But no. I think women have to worry about you know their their safety mm -hmm. uh, in a way that men don't have to worry about. And the reason why it's problematic when someone like Dave Chappelle says that is because there is no woman of equal power mm -hmm. to counter what he's saying. I get that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I well, I also just think it's important that um, that with with all the like systemic racism and like toxic masculinity, there's like there's something to be said about not that I I feel bad for straight white men, but remembering that the people who are oppressors sometimes like in a weird way are victims of the system oh, too because no, they've been brainwashed no i'm, I'm uh -uh. i can't sit here and say no, you that said, shit you said check me all right i, <laughs> I have more to say you. but there's no time as far as like uh -uh. being aware that like there are people i'm not saying the people at the top top but there are people that <laughs> who maybe you perceive as awful but they just have been like almost brainwashed in a way that and it doesn't excuse but what who they, they do. daddy or they cousin i mean probably all of it uh -uh. um but like um, no, I, I do think it's a it's it, it, no. victims not the right word, but they ha they're mm -hmm. also like part of the system. Where, they like, are someone who doesn't see the racism is like that's because it has benefited someone who's actually on top to like make sure that this white person doesn't understand that racism. I, mean, I, I, I agree I, with I, that. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to say that the victims, but it's like if if these white people agree with us and we can make it so that they don't realize how shitty the world is, then they're going to be like, oh, I don't know what the problem is. And they'll keep voting against their own interests. And, Let like, me tell you, they realized that when Trump closed them factories down in the Midwest and they lost their fucking jobs yeah. and raised them taxes, they realized what it was like to be a person of color now, working class and working poor. So welcome. And on that note, welcome is the name of this episode <laughs> of uh, Truth Serum, my <laughs> new radio show on the Dash Network. Listen, um, I am. Um, uh, we got one minute to go. My, I'll say we it for you shit. is this was great. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Jessica. What a great conversation. Thank you for checking Thank me. Thank you, D Nelly. No, I'm, I'm just saying. We're <laughs> and talking. Darren. We have a dialogue. And so quickly, um, my, I'll say it for you today is please don't believe the hype. When people like Kanye West get on Twitter and Shania Twain get on Twitter and start praising Donald Trump because they've noticed that Roseanne Barr's show is doing so well and they're trying to sell records and albums and concerts because they, they have been in the sunken place. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. The truth of the matter is, is that you have to be an independent thinker. If you rely on Fox News, CNN, MSNBC to inform you on what's going on in your world, then you are part of the problem. Because the reality of it is, is that this system is based on the haves and the have nots. And what that means to you is that you need to empower yourself and know where you place your dollar. Because where you place your dollar is where you place your power. Ida Rodriguez, and I'll say it for you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Truth Serum. This show is going to go there and beyond. Thank you so much, Jesse. Thank you so much, Jessica. Follow us at 
JMS Comedy. Juicebox Jesse. And at Funny AIDA. And please don't forget to use the hashtag Truth Serum. We are out. The fulfilled. I hear a lot of music, but none of it's real. Nothing I feel. What happened to the love and the pill? What is the deal? Selling out for bundles of skrill. All these cowards try to tower, but they crumble and peel. We're so deep in the flow. We're a couple brothers with gills. Tasking dumb luck, kill it like a club in a seal. Trying for once again. We're coming to win. We emerge from the bubble, still clutching a pin. Nothing can kill the brothers when they summon the skill. Still submerged in the hustle for a couple of men. Triumphant once again. We coming to win. We emerge from the bubble, still clutching a pin. Nothing can kill the brothers when they summon the skill Still submerged in the hustle for a couple of bills